Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody, disgusting network. The passage of time will now bring you to something strange, unique, and idiosyncratic. Have a good time. Greetings, constant listeners. It's Michael Monroeville Mall Rothman. A fitting nickname, because this month marks the 30th anniversary of George A. Romero's The Dark Half. And to celebrate, we're unlocking our commentary track on a film that's been locked away in the Barrens, our Patreon account, for a little over a year. And this is a good one. You get the Dans, Caffrey and Flieger to be exact, and also little Justo Gerber. And uh, together they're going to talk all things Castle Rock, all things Romero, all things Rooker, and uh, God knows what else in between. And if you like that and you're thinking, gosh, I sure wish I could watch more Stephen King movies with the losers. Good news. We have over a dozen more commentaries in the Barons. I'm talking about Brian De Palma's Carrie, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, David Cronenberg's The Dead Zone, Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive. Uh, we also got Firestarter, the 1984 Mark Lester version. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Frank Darabont's The Shawshank Redemption. We've got It from 2017. Uh, we even did The Dark Tower from 2017. So, I mean, we, we cover it all. We're going to have to actually start moving on to the sequels or maybe even movies that King likes. Who knows? Uh, you never know what you're going to get in the barons patreon.com slash the barons which is why you should become a patron because in addition to those commentaries that i just mentioned you're also going to get access to hundreds upon hundreds of hours of exclusive content we haven't unlocked yet uh i'm talking our our archival series the stephen king archives that goes deep into king's uncollected works we have about eight episodes of that they're incredible some of the stuff that you've never heard discussed we're going to shed a light on all of that stuff, and we're going to be doing more of those. We've got the Dark Tower Detour spinoff series. It's going to explore Midworld way beyond the books, which is good because we wrapped up the Dark Tower last year. Jen's got her King Character Corner, which kicked off with Firestarter, which is incredible. She's going to go into some more characters in the, in the months ahead. And we also have Randall and Mel's Halloween Hell. They're monthly to dive into all the horror movies they watch in October. We've got Talkin' Hawkins, our Stranger Things sidecast. We've got the Crichton cast, the Michael Crichton sidecast. We've got the Souls Midnight, Ashley Cassidy's creepy, uh, creepy pasta, uh, ghosts, cryptids, aliens. Uh, we even have Christmas horror in there. Everything under the sun and the moon, to be frank. Uh, that's there. We've got interviews with David Morse, Glenn Mazzara, Fraser Heston, Scott Woods, Meg Ellison, so much fucking content. I'm like overwhelmed talking about it. I'm literally stumbling over my words because it's just so much to talk about and to spotlight. Uh, I mean, I'm overwhelmed. And so will you be uh, if you join www.patreon.com slash the Barons. But for now, just enjoy our commentary up ahead. Maybe pop some popcorn. I like to have uh, a little um, Coke, you know, a little side, side Coke, maybe some Sprite. Actually, you know what? What am I talking about? I don't even drink soda anymore. I like lemonade. I like some green tea. I like some coffee. But maybe, hey, if, no shame to you. If you like some Coca-Cola with, you know, with uh, your popcorn, go for it. Why not? It's a fun time, and you're going to have a fun time at the movies. And the movies being your living room with the losers right now, George Romero's The Dark Half. <sighs> I'm done. <laughs> I'll be seeing you over long days and pleasant nights. Enjoy the show. My friendship to all of you precludes my involvement with any one of you But if you wanna make love, then I do too And I'll be right there behind you All in the name of old All in the name of old 
Greetings, constant listeners, and welcome to yet another special episode of the Losers Club, a Stephen King podcast. Um, this installment specifically is one of our um, iconic commentaries with a K, uh, and we, well, you'll, you'll see what we'll be doing, um, but I am one of your co-hosts tonight. I am Dan, high-toned son of a bitch, Caffrey. And I said I was going to tell you what the movie is. I'm going to tell you now because I just spoiled it with my nickname. We are doing the dark half, um, the adaptation of the dark half, rather. Um, and before I share my experience with it, let's just go around. Uh, it's a fairly small um, palaver circle tonight. Uh, who do I have in Chicago that also has my name? This is Dan, Michael Rooker, Flieger. I couldn't think of a good nickname for this one i was gonna say the Michael bright Rooker. half you could have said uh no damn it i was gonna say dalton but I, i'm i get hutton and dalton and bottoms confused so that dalton wouldn't work for this uh anyway well thanks for the good suggestion then um no but i'm excited <laughs> to watch this i've not seen this movie in about 10 years i don't remember a ton about it um even the story from king it's it's been so long so this will be a nice refresher course for me when was the first time you saw it was it when you were a kid or did you see it 10 years ago uh, I think I saw it in the mid nineties. I think I rented it from a video store and it don't, it didn't leave a big impression on me then. I mean, I can name movies I watched when I was six years old, but this one's sort of a fuzzy memory. So I guess it did not leave a big impression on me. It's funny. Cause uh, obviously the listeners at home or on the train or wherever they are, I uh, can't see this, but you have a purplish hue to your room right now. And it looks very much like the poster of the dark half, which I remembered seeing in uh comic books back in the day. It was, it, I, I don't know. I don't know how that worked. Like to, get comic book advertisements but there were certain movies you would just see advertised on the back of every book whether it was marvel or dc and the adaptation of the dark half was one of them uh but uh, you should mention because yeah they're actually the lights are branded as hue lights like i can change the color and control them with my phone so listener at home maybe you cannot see this but just visualize paradise in my living room it looks great you look just like uh you look just like the the silhouette of uh of one George Stark on the poster with some sparrows in the background. Uh, but you are not the, I mean, maybe you're my dark half because we have the same name and we've known each other for a long time. Uh, but who, who would be the, you know, who would be the uh, Thad Beaumont and who would be the George Stark? Uh, yeah, I think you'd be Stark probably, right? Yeah. But I'd like to introduce our third, our dark third. <laughs> yeah. 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 Who's who, in who, Chicago? Who's who else is in us? Chicago? Who's the third, the third, the, uh, who makes up this, this unholy Trinity of badass triad of dirt. Hey, this is Justin Ed Harris Gerber in honor of another Alan Pangborn uh, actor. I can't believe neither of you used the dank half. <laughs> uh, you, I feel like you always have the good dank puns. For our, I, I just like saying And then Caffrey, for you, though, bit. if you say it fast, it sounds like you're saying Dan Caffrey. So you could be like the dank oh. Caffrey or the, the dark Caffrey. <laughs> there's so many varieties for you. It's, it's unbelievable. There, there's also, uh, I actually don't know much about this actor, but you probably do, Justin. Uh, Royal, either Royal Dano or Royal Dano. It's his final film. So I could have said Royal Dano. Um, I'm only familiar with Paul Dano of yeah. the Batman. I wonder Not if he's... Um, Royal. I hear he's fucked up in this new one. He's I hear Dan Flieger has seen it. He's, he's a little weird. I'll say this. Mm. <laughs> he's a little weird. Riddle Why so serious? <laughs> uh, Justin, Question Mark. what was your first experience, first exposure to the dark half? You know, I read the book decades ago, but I actually didn't see the movie for some reason until about maybe 10 years ago, just ran this before the podcast. And then I watched it again. I feel like I, I watched it again for something, but I don't think it was on the book episode, but I swear I've seen this movie twice for some reason. 
you know, the years really have just mixed together at this point. Yeah, the past but, three years uh, have sort of blurred. Good God. But For this real. will be my third time watching the dark half so uh yeah i've i thought it was pretty good actually i I, honestly the same issues i have with this movie are the same issues i have with the book and we'll kind of dive into that as it goes along yeah it's a fairly faithful adaptation i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's like to a t but i mean i think it gets the essence of the overall big events of the book down pat really well i'm trying to remember too because i I feel like I watched it for the podcast maybe it was back when i don't know i was on the book episode i remember that but I can't remember what, at what point did we stop including the adaptations on the episode and doing them as separate installments? Cause I, I feel like that's the only reason I maybe would have watched it, but I, that feels kind of recent though. So, so I don't, I swear I, yeah, I don't that remember. was when I was, man, we're gonna have to figure this out together later on. I swear I was on an episode talking about the dark half, but I feel like that was also when I wasn't on episodes for like a year. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, maybe, you know, no. what? maybe, maybe, maybe we, cause this isn't an episode. This isn't like an adaptation episode. This is a cop commentary, track. commentary. One of our iconic, iconic commentary tracks, a renowned commentary tracks, uh, where we, you just press play, you just push play baby. And, uh, hey, Steven matter, Tyler, anyway. you told me what to do. Doesn't yeah, matter you, anyway. You with Steven Tyler style and you listen to us, uh, share our thoughts on the movie. So maybe we were on an adaptation episode of it. I, if you know, listeners, let us know. The, like I said, there's a lot of them. They blur together at this point. Um, okay, so I mean, just real, real quick uh, rundown. I mean, 1993, directed, of course, by the great George A. Romero, who also wrote the screenplay. I'm always a big fan of the King Romero team-ups. I wish there were more of them that we had to enjoy. Um, you know, it, Like I said, a pretty solid, straightforward adaptation. Is there anything we want people to know before going into this? Or do y'all I remember think we, we, we talked started? about the history a little bit I swear to God, I was on the book or movie episode because I'm having major deja vu. I think the big thing was that this was filmed years before it came out. It was an Orion Pictures deal and Orion Pictures went away. So it took a while for it to come out. But um, yeah, I mean, I I think that those book episodes and the movie episodes are are pretty valuable uh, resources and um, in terms of like the major information, you know what I mean? Yeah. Wait, yeah, we're just going to yuck around tonight. We're not going to exactly, be really useful. Exactly. <laughs> useful they're renowned. <laughs> they're renowned. Yeah, I, I, I love just, um, well, and it's funny because I'll see people's websites sometimes and they'll be like, oh, so-and-so is a renowned playwright or whatever. And I'm like, what does that mean? Who who renowned? At what point do you become renowned or iconic? Or And I don't yeah. think you can dub yourself that. Someone else has to say that about you. <laughs> I don't know. Let's, let's try this now. Um, <laughs> go to the dark half.com. I feel like it'll have one of those gifs of like under construction. <laughs> <laughs> Jackhammer. We, uh, I, the, my most recent exposure to it was about, uh, doing the, uh, the co- another kind of a commentary of the video game walkthrough, um, which was really interesting. That was actually very faithful to both the movie and the book really hit all the plot points. It was kind of like an RPG, but not really. It was one of those, uh, almost open world but very before they really had the technology to do that effectively so yeah it was an interesting uh, <laughs> he attacked you with birds it was very effective kind of i mean it was it's like oh go to the store yeah it was it was almost like that game clock tower but less scary and interesting but i respected how how faithful it was um when we reference we should start right. the episode we can keep ranting and raving yeah the good news yeah, is uh the, the movie's only two hours and one minute so yeah let's start start the movie king adaptation all right for all of you at home um i believe we're all watching this on hbo max where it's currently streaming but for uh unity purposes of unity so we can all do this together 
fast forward to right when you see the Metro Golden Mare logo pop up before the lion roars. That's what we're paused on. The lion is not looking very fierce right now. He is looking very Beaumontish, not very Starkish yet, but uh, he mm-hmm. will become Stark when he roars in just a minute. Start, All right. Pink Floyd will let you know when start Dark Side of the Moon as <laughs> <Exactly>. well. <laughs> it's yeah, when Dorothy exactly. falls off the gate is when it stops. So you know, keep that in mind. Falling right, to so an early grave. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll count down from five and then we'll all press play. All right. So here we go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. Five, four, three, two, one. Press play. Oops. So Leo the Lion. Let's give it a. <laughs> let's give it up for Leo. Yeah. Is that his? Is that his name? Leo the Lion. Yeah, Leo the Lion. Yeah. Now Orion is kind of having like a comeback now. I they have right? it. They, they're back, baby. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, they they went through bankruptcy, I believe, right? And that's why this movie was shelved for a couple of years, but. Yep, I feel like seeing the Orion logo was such a big part of my child. You don't realize like these production logos at the time. But do you know what the Orion, what that logo reminded me of? And I'm sure was actually a separate release. Space Invaders. Wait, Justin, I just I saw that in theaters. Yeah, I thought you hadn't seen it, Justin, because you're not seen it. It was just I remember I I just when I would see the trailer, and I feel like the logo was against a starry sky. Maybe no, it it was because I know you're doing on on, anyone who's on Twitter. uh, Justin's looking for subpar movies to watch, and I feel like I recommended (laughs) Space Invaders to you. But I the thing is, I loved that movie as a kid. It might hold up really well. I don't know, but um, yeah, they're not not mean. They're just stupid. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they arrive on Halloween and everyone mistakes them for trick or treaters. And there's the one cool Martian, the guy, the pilot with the sunglasses. And I remember there's a kid who dresses up like a duck and he throws a garbage can lid at one of the Martians. That's about it. Sounds kind of scary to me, to be honest with you. 1968. Are you lonesome tonight? Right after I've... the summer of love. 68 mm-hmm. is one of the most violent years in American and world history. Just sure. What happened in 68? Who was murdered? Uh, multiple people, but they had like the Prague Spring. Um, I believe mlk was shot that year kennedy uh brother robert it was just a very it was right after the summer of love so it was sort of when everything came collapsing down mm. they uh do you think because king is a big elvis fan do you think the soundtrack inclusion was his doing martin luther king or stephen king <laughs> yeah martin luther king Both. loved elvis he was the king. Mean, oh, look, castle rock junior king. high school did you see that black beauty mm-hmm. now that i do remember the black beauty pencil that's a the king always talks about those mm-hmm. That's straight from the source material here. Mm-hmm. I got to say, all right. I'm, I, I know we always talk about this um, and I don't mean to sound like an old crotchety guy, but so I'm watching, uh, I'm watching Aquaman right now. Not okay. right now, but I'm in my spare time. It'd be funny if you were like on the left side, you had your iPad up. They're <laughs> both blank. And I'm, obviously Aquaman is a much higher budget movie with a lot more resources put into it than the dark half, but there is something there's something flat about the way a lot of blockbusters look now. It's just, it's just like a yeah. sheen over everything. And even this movie, this kind of mid budget or low budget horror movie, I just feel like it has so much depth to it. Even just looking at the shadow, like I, you know, I don't, this isn't my favorite movie in the world, but just, it looks good. I, I don't know. It just yeah. looks different than a lot of oh, other movies. Yeah. It, it feels lived in, which I think you can't get with CGI. Exactly. What's the name of this actress though? Again, the, Beth oh, Donnie Darko. Yeah. Sparkle motion. Beth Grant has been 55 years old for 30 years. Yeah. She's not aged. She was always a 55, I feel like. Born yeah, in your commitment to sparkle motion. Yeah. Always a joy to pop up. She always yeah. kind of plays like this dementedly overbearing mother character. And she it. gets run over by the bus in speed. Oh, really? Oh, that's her. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you were talking about the way it looks. I mean, look, this was shot on film and Aquaman was shot on a computer. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. 
I mean, to be fair, though, and underwater too. To, to be fair, Warner Brothers can't afford to film something on the beach, apparently. So we have to have blue screen with people with a fake beach in the background, you know. Okay, Christopher Young, my boy from uh, Hellraiser. And recently I found out he did the score to Sinister, which is a really good score. Did you guys have a typewriter growing up? Oh, look, here, here there'd be tigers. Oh, wait, oh, that's little King's Dominion right there. I did yeah. not have a typewriter growing up. I never got in it. You know, I, I always hear these writers, these old writers talk about, uh, oh, you know, I, I can only use my typewriter. <laughs> that's, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Yeah, that's uh, a nightmare, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's a computer. Yeah, I, don't like the, I don't like the loading of everything. No, I, I, never, I, heard never, I don't even know how to use a typewriter. Tom Hanks and Conan O'Brien both have vintage typewriters, and when they write thank you letters, they write it from that. Like, oh, do they really? Let's, they have their own stationery just for Ooh, it. Yeah. Look at that. Dude, these effects are pretty good from what I remember. Hey, George Romero is not, he's not going to skip on the nasty stuff. No. For the real trolls. So he likes to see the dead. What's the movie that oh, came out ooh. recently that, oh, man. That was good. That was a good That's effect. Good. Not Maleficent. That's what I want to say. Maleficent. Malignant. Malignant. <laughs> malignant. Yes. <laughs> Do you mean feature it, Oscar movie, winner? It, it reminds me of this a little bit. It does. I, I hear you're saying. I still need to. I could. I need to finish *Malignant*. Here's the thing: everyone kept telling me how like nuts that movie was, and I watched like an hour. Man, I'm like, when is this kicking a high it, gear? Caffrey, whether you hate it or love it, I promise you, the last act is absolutely insane. But how much do I have to watch to get to that? You know what I mean? I want. It's, I want my no, dessert it, now. It, it's not two hours and one minute. You know, it what takes mean? a John Wick <laughs> turn. I wasn't a huge fan, but yeah, *Maleficent*. So, I, so I didn't Caffrey, like *Maleficent*. So you, so you started *Aquaman*. You started *Malignant*. Are you finishing any movies? Are you going to watch this one all the way through with us? How would I, I rewatch Pig? I'll, I'll rewatch the dark half right now. Um, you fired a pig again. That's, a, that's such a heavy movie. Yeah, twice. Yeah, I, I like I, it. I just can't imagine that. a rewatch on that. Not a mystery to it, though. That's what I like. You know, hey, man, I like the movies that keep me wondering, keep me coming back for more. Well, speaking of movies to keep you wondering, last night I watched Three Ninjas High Noon <laughs> at Magic Mountain, which uh, was a wonderful film. Better than the dark half or? Uh... Dark half is better. Believe it or not. Hot take. Then the fourth and final three ninjas entry. George Romero. Say, so, the oh, sparrows here, I'm sure, is just done with a mat or animation or something like that. Like, that I doubt good. They, he looks good, though. Yeah. yeah. They trained one million sparrows. <laughs> yeah. They did use thousands of real birds in the filming of this, which to me is, yeah. I can't imagine wrangling looks thousands good. of birds. Yeah, I'm guessing for the end, especially, they use real ones. I mean, in this one, I guess they could. Well, no, I guess they're doing kind of the bird style, right? Where they have the the ones are the close-up ones are superimposed. I like how the uh, twenty years later and all the all the title cards like this have that kind of typewriter font. And you know it makes sense because this movie was supposed to come out in ninety-one, so that's why this is set in nineteen ninety-one. Yeah, why was it delayed? Was it just a typical typical bullshit? <laughs> well, it's just Orion went went under basically, yeah. and, and at the time, and so and they kind of bailed him out. But you know what's really weird about this? Think about this. So that's Amy Madigan as his wife in this. Yeah. Her husband in real life is George Stark. Ed Harris, who plays oh, really? Alan Pangborn in Evil Things. Isn't that weird? And he was in uh, The Stand and Creep Show. Another the Rock. Uh, yeah. Another King. And Rock. Knight Riders with uh, George A. Romero. So I still I think not they seen probably knew each other. I love Knight Riders. What a weird, really, really unique film. What they're like, Knights on Motorcycles? It's like they work at like a renaissance fair, but they kind of take it seriously. It's like a gang. It's so bizarre. You could tell it's such a passion project, but it's it's really good. Really, that really sounds good. Sounds cool. Man, Did I'm you guys sure ever 
Right. Sounds fair now. That's unrelated to what we're doing, but <laughs> right. no, and what, I, no, I would no, rather be watching the dark half than going. Yeah, to I'm not a big so I have a t-shirt, I have a t-shirt that says I'd rather be watching the dark half. <laughs> I yeah, I never. I I feel like um. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like a rent fair is one of those things that you you have a group of friends and they suggest you go to it, and it's kind of expected that you're just gonna think that's so eccentric and fun and cool. And I'm just like, and I feel like also a lot of different types of people go to rent fairs. It's not just like dorks, but I'm just never into it, man. I just sounds like hell to me. I don't want to, I don't want to walk around. I went for a field trip once and it was mm-hmm. fun, but the, the guy, like the blacksmith, he was like, I also do the clay. And we're like, can you show us your bongs? And then he like pulled out <laughs> a bunch of bongs he had made. And we're kind of like, yeah, that sort of tracks. <laughs> this yeah. is middle school. So we thought he was cool, but we're like, oh, this guy makes bongs at a rent fair. Looking back, maybe not the coolest dude, but hey. Yeah, it's funny respect. what you think is cool when you're like 13. Uh, pretty cool in my opinion. But <laughs> yeah. well, I will say, I mean, like some movies like this, like if you watch a horror movie like this that had you know Stephen King credentials, I feel like as a kid we would have been like pre-internet. This would have been a really good movie that locked us in for two hours. I don't know if this ages as well. I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you mean, just like having? A horror movie of this magnitude or this this kind of mid tier solid yeah. film B, but like B two you mean the like the runtime specifically or I, I think yeah I don't think we would make this movie two hours now but I think just the fact that it was like a motion picture that caught our attention pre internet yeah. be like hey I mean it, it's weird to me that this movie is two hours because I do feel like this is from the era of shorter horror movies I don't, I don't know I I was reading this article the other day about why movies are so long right now. And it's because, like, the I mean, the highest performing films in the world are, are superhero movies, which are all like at least two and a half hours. But yeah, I don't know if that would apply to a movie like The Dark Half nowadays. I feel like it's either like Pig is like 80 minutes pretty much with if you take away the credits. Yeah. Um, so you're talking about Batman, sorry, comic movie. I watched that yesterday. So it's three hours. And afterwards, I looked it up. I thought it would be like, oh, two hours, 28 minutes or something. But no, it's three hours. It didn't, it is a three hour movie that felt like a two hour movie. The yeah, best compliment. I well, can if give that it happens, and it's a compliment, you know, that's, yeah. that's good. You don't want to feel like you're there yeah. forever. I don't remember the dark half feeling super long, um, but I guess we'll find out, right? I mean, we're hey, we're ten minutes well, in. Like, we're... Uh, you know, I, I, it's 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 weird to watch a movie like this because it's so like patient. You know, it's like yeah. just yeah. kind of here. This here's the world. Here's Tad. Here's what he's been through. Yes, like Tad. Now would be done like in the first. Do you guys know anyone named Thad? I think it's Thad. Because I think Tad would be the T A D. Like, cause it's T A D in um, isn't it Tad in uh the Cujo? Cujo? Cujo is Tad, yes. This is yeah. <laughs> Tad and Tad. Although Stephen King does like to do uh, as we know from the stand, um, you know, heck, Drogan, Whitney, oh, Dorgan, Dorgan, Drogan, Barry, Dorgan, Hank, Drogan. <laughs> yeah, Dor- uh, this Drogan actor here was also in uh George J. Romero's Land of the Dead. Oh, he was. Who did he play? Yeah, he played the guy who had like I think he had a. His right, the right side of his face was burned. I think it was or something. Oh Maybe yeah. The left side. Just the Michael Shannon is George Stark's character. <laughs> yeah, it does look like him. Now, do we know who the who is uh, playing George? Who that picture is of on the back of uh, the book? There looks like Stalin, but uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was gonna say like Hemingway, but yeah, uh, it's Peter Straub. <laughs> now Peter Straub looks nothing yeah, like Peter that. Straub. It's Timothy Bottoms. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah, think just it's Timothy I, I do love, I do love that name, Alexis Machine. It was such a good. Oh, that's a great name. Boy, I will, name you know? We've talked about this on recent episodes, but I know King gets a lot of flack sometimes for, oh, he's writing about writers. But I do think the personas and the titles he comes up with for specific literary genres are always right on point. 
like Ben Mears, you know, having that book called Air Dance that like that totally feels like a, a sort of piece of unknown literary fiction from the 70s. And then this like on the machine, you know, novels like like that totally sounds like some pulpy, gritty thing that would be in hard case crime. Like, I, I think King yep. d- really does have an eye for how different books look and sound. Well, he's he was you know, raised on that stuff and is obsessed with it and kind of, and started writing those hard case crime, those, you know, those pot boiler yeah. novels in the last 20 years. It's funny. I saw in uh, the free little library near me, they had a hard case crime book and I got excited at first, but then, and I thought about taking it, but I'm like, wait, the only time you ever read hard case crime is with Stephen King. Like, what do you do? I don't know. Not, not, I like Elmore Leonard and stuff like that, but I don't know if I'm so into the, the really hard. Elmore Leonard is, is like uh he transcends right? all it's like elevated yeah you know what i mean it's exactly. a little stronger than some of the i mean I'll, I'll be honest king's hard case crime books are not my favorite in, in well the king no, neither for me yeah i enjoy land's kind of fun but uh colorado kid i could could do without. You know, i still haven't read colorado kid i thought later was pretty good <laughs> colorado kid is not what you think it's gonna be yeah. about yeah it's almost like a non later <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, even Joyland. Joyland becomes like a spooky Ray Bradbury haunted house thing. I like Joyland a lot, but Colorado Kid. I mean, I enjoyed Colorado Kid too, but it it's so weird. It's it's like a conversation. It's like a yeah. film noir, but it's just a conversation. Yeah, well, it's and it's almost like anti mystery by the end of it. It's it's strange. It's funny because King. I don't know. We <laughs> we've talked about this a lot. I feel like King almost can't help himself being king when he writes that even like the bill hodges trilogy it gets like supernatural at a certain point i think that's why maybe i'm not as big a fan of his his uh hard-boiled crime noir detective stuff because like he almost can't help himself i'd almost i'm like dude just write a horror novel um but hey he loves There's even he loves a bit of book. supernatural and um what's it called the what's it uh, billy summer billy summer yeah but I, although blaze you know what blaze i do like quite a bit there's a yeah, still not seen blaze and i've I mean, not read blaze. read i've not read blaze either Josh and i were commensurating the other day about how many books we have to go to be completest and i think we're pretty close he's a little closer than i am i but. feel like i only have maybe half a dozen most of the books i haven't read honestly are in like the last five years like i have not yeah. read the outsider i have not read the institute and i haven't read the stand the stand <laughs> Uh, yeah. Salem's Lot, the shut up. Okay. I haven't <laughs> read. I have read the read, middle Dark Tower um, books, not the first or the last. Like you, like you want the head of this big Dark Tower thing, but you've only read Song of Susanna. <laughs> I only going by the IMDb description. Yeah, I haven't read Billy Summers later or the Institute. Those are the three I need to. You know, some people are are goo goo gaga like this little baby here for yeah. Billy Summers, but I was not a. I was goo goo for the Institute. I like that book a lot. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, it's on my, on my shelf over there. I was the, uh, I was the resident completist for a bit, but I no longer hold the title. Uh, talk to me in a couple months. Well, let's put well, tell you right, honestly, I would have read those books if it wasn't for the, the Losers Club of Stephen King podcast because you know, we're busy reading other stuff and watching <laughs> yeah. other stuff. I just don't have the time. Busy watching Timothy Hutton. Yeah, Tim Hutton. Oh, those babies are so cute. Yeah. Oh, I do twins. like that he has twins, right? Because it's the whole the whole thing is Stark is kind of twins, twin. yeah. twins, and twins, and twins, and the twins. What did he did? Am George Stark killing people? Is, is my it straight razor? Is it Budweiser? <laughs> dark the, the twins commercial. Is it what Coors? I can't remember which beer is Coors Light. I can't remember. Whatever. Either way, the tw- it would be really funny if they like reshot the twins, the twins commercial with like a dark half theme. It's like it yeah. doesn't even match the aspect ratio. It's like people don't get it. You know, people don't like. <laughs> he's like, like he's like, like um, is... he goes to Stark. He's like, I love driving my car south. 
putting severed dicks in mouths and twins. <laughs> no, I will oh, say it's it's too bad that the turkey, turkey ripped in half, but that stuffing oh. looks so fucking yeah, that looks good really right now. good. God, damn, that looks good. Does he shove the oh. guy's dick in his mouth in this one or not? Did they show. I can't remember if they. Go they don't show topic. it. Yeah, but they say it. Orion wanted to show up, but it went bankrupt. So MGM <laughs> said, "We're not going to put the dick in the guy's mouth." I mean, the visual of that, because it would probably be unclear what you were looking at, you know? <laughs> Why does he have a probably... sausage? Why does he have a giant fucking sausage in his oh, Look at this. The wireless phone for the landline, yeah. but with the big antenna. I don't really like my uh, rich neighbors would have those when I was well, We weren't rich, yeah. but we definitely had that phone. Yeah, but not until probably the mid-90s. This is 90. Uh, yeah, I meant this film yeah, we didn't, 1990. I don't think we had a cordless phone until the late, late 90s, maybe even, in my house. Really? Was it that late when we had that? Yeah. I mean, there were people that, you know, like the like rich, rich, uh, the, the bougie people like the My uh, 1% friends. This yeah. guy would later be on. Oh, uh, it's uh, from uh, Oz, right? Yes. He's um, the Greek guy, Agamemnon Busmalis on Oz. Yeah. yeah. I love Great the character. silk shirt with the suspenders, too. That's a good look. I think he's a playwright, too, that guy. What's his name? George? Is it his name George something? Let me see. Ag- Agamemnon. Yeah, you're right. You may be crazy. Agamemnon, but Tom. What's great about that? It's definitely his real hair. Wasn't he? He was on The Wire also, right? Yes. I think he was one of the lazy cops on The Wire, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, you're right. Right? The two trying cops who were partners. Yeah, yeah. They were yeah. like trying to throw themselves down the stairs. To yes. Get... Yes. I think that's he was one of them. It's funny because it's with the... Uh, it's is he monitoring Merritt. the Greek? And he plays a Greek Mar- on the Oz. Mardisorian? I can't. We're gonna yeah, get I think he's it. like Armenian in real life or something. But yeah, he uh, plays a Greek guy on Oz. And then he's investigating the Greek in the wire. Yeah, I love the big paintings in the background. Backdrop paintings. Oh, some sparrows yeah, are flying. I like that I a lot. That before. I think of like uh, Ghostbusters and Wayne's World. Just like the kind of. The realistic kind of matte painting. They would do it on Family yeah. Matters also, but it didn't look very good. No, but for some reason they didn't really care as much on Family Matters. <laughs> yeah, when Irk when they do do the Irk Man or whatever it is, it was a Eve. <laughs> yeah, it was on it was on Chicago rooftop, and I've been on many Chicago rooftops, and this did not look very. So what, what's kind of cool is so David Lowry who did the Green Knight recently. Yeah, um, he's making a Disney movie. I forget which one he's making. He's but doing Peter Pan and Wendy. Yes, so he had access though to all the matte paintings for the backgrounds. Like, oh, that's cool. Disney has them in storage. Oh. So he looked at all of them before filming because he was like, I just wanted to like enjoy those. So he's incorporating those into the film that he's making. Oh, that's awesome. Really neat. I, I love I, David Lowry. I do too, man. He's one of my favorites. He's so. really he's super on fire. Have you seen Pete's missed. Dragon? It's actually really it's great, good. dude. It's one of the best. Uh... I, I was stunned. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I, why I was, because usually when I hear about these, these, you know, great prestige directors doing a Disney movie, I kind of. Ugh. But he, he's able to keep his vision when he makes these things. It's still his yeah. movie, you could tell. Yeah, I, I feel like he's going to be this generation's Joe Dante in some ways. Um, Fine with me. Yeah, no, but I, I say that as with a high compliment. Mm-hmm. Ooh, look at this guy. Looks like the crocodile hunter. You know who that is? He's the, he's the, his kid gets killed in Silver Bullet. Oh, man. It's the actor. A lot, a lot of king regulars here. What's his yeah, name, really. Justin? You, you know his name? I think it's Timothy Bottoms. No, <laughs> let me see what his name is. Have, have Timothy Hutton, Timothy Dalton, and Timothy Bottoms all, all done a movie I together? I think like Timothy Bottoms and Timothy Hutton rubbed elbows at some point. They had, they were like in the same generation. Let's get, um oh, what's his face from um Psych and uh, Gallivant? Uh, Timothy Omenson. <laughs> Let's get him in there too. And then we'll get Oliphant showing yeah. up here. <laughs> yeah, you know what? A lot of 
surprisingly, a lot of actors who go by Timothy, not Tim. I, they're probably more actors, famous actors who go by Timothy. Like, I'm I trying to think, think of, of Tiny any... Tim. Yeah, like, what, what, that... yeah, what famous, what celebrities go by just Tim, not, not Timothy? Um, Tim Calhoun. That sounds like a real person, right? <laughs> Calhoun. Hey, oh, by yeah. the way, this actor's name is Kent Broadhurst. And I think that's the great late uh, Royal Dan, though, isn't it? Right there. Right, I think so. Dan? We don't, and he's not related to uh, Paul Dano. We've confirmed. He may, he may be, but it's gonna be it's impossible to find out. I'm kidding. <laughs> Our Royal... He's also in the movie that Randall Colburn has strongly recommended, and it's I feel like it's streaming on at least 85 different services. But I just haven't watched it. He's in Messiah of Evil. Messiah of Evil. What is that? It's supposed to be good. It's, it's like a Satan uh, movie or something. Or... Written by Willard, directed by William Huck. Willard Huck and Gloria Katz, who were involved in, I think, Temple of Doom and some other Spielberg movies. It's supposed to be really scary. Uh, he yeah, says really Messiah disturbing. of Evil. Let's check that out. Yeah. Messiah Everyone of keeps... Evil, like, like our Lord and, Jesus, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> Everyone keeps talking about uh, that movie Hellbender on Shudder, too, which I haven't watched. So, Yeah, you know, um, cautiously pessimistic. Yeah, do you think, I mean, it, I'm not saying it's, it's not, it might be okay. It might be good. But I don't know the whole like oh it's the best horror movie to come out in the past. I'm very you yeah. know I love my Shutter just in, for many things, but I'm always you know a little hesitant about the original movies that, that yeah. yeah they're there's, high production there's values. Some, yeah. There's been some good ones. There's been some sure. that I'm like oh that's good, but great I, I don't know I don't know yeah. if they I don't know if they've transcended the uh, the softcore porn set look at yet you know yeah, what i mean and i look at hey, look great digital look to it you know how many movies have i made zero you know but, well, it's, it's fair, but we have but at least we haven't made bad movies that's why i look at it <laughs> yeah well, i wouldn't call them bad i think they're just kind of they all like look a little samey to me oh uh, well, so wait cool. people are looking you know what some good ones are well obviously host is good yeah host is amazing i love host so um not, not just saying there's a movie he was called on. the movie called terrified it's a spanish sure. film i believe that had some really really don't get me wrong I, to be honest i was actually terrified a couple of scenes <laughs> yeah host um, is very good we did a, good we did the shining episode with the writer yeah he was yeah. just on just well, Shepherd, he's, right? he's paying us to say that no i'm kidding no he the host is excellent no but host is oh, yeah, host was one of the better movies of that year when it came out i thought yeah it was it in my top made 10. covid worth it you know? <laughs> oh my god yeah i'm glad oh my god <laughs> <laughs> what if that was your review hey host <laughs> kind of make covid worth it it's <laughs> not bad was it worth it. millions of deaths? Yeah, it, it, it is very strange because there's so many film reviews that we've read that mention the COVID crisis in the review. And I'm like, are people 20 years from now going to read this review? And be like, do <laughs> yeah. I have to know what was going on when this movie came out? Does that change it? I guess it would be weird that people wouldn't comprehend it the way we... Because I think you know, even in Host, they kind of address the situation as well. Well, Host, um, it makes sense because host like... Unique. You know? Host host is unique because it's born out of COVID, right? Like right. their experience, like that makes sense. But like, be like, oh, I'm gonna mention. I'm firing up the Suicide Squad. I don't need to really read about. I mean, COVID no, and you know why yeah. people are mentioning it is because they're mentioning it like, well, I, I had to watch this at home because COVID. Like that's not gonna be interesting in 20 years. Well, I mean, what was going on during uh the dark half, like the Gulf War or something? Uh, <laughs> yeah, some yeah, born like that. Sports golf is around, you know. Yeah, Kuwait was, was being uh, invaded and Orion was collapsing. John Bobbitt, hey, tell us severed penises. Was that going on? John and Lorena Bobbitt. I would hope so. Well, that was. Uh, what do you guys think of the therapist with his getup? Would you go to a therapist that was wearing turquoise jewelry while? In around '91, I would have. There's um, let's see, uh, this was, yeah, 1993. So this was right after uh, um, the John and Lorena Bobbitt. It was scandal. filmed in '91. There's a uh, yeah, as, as we mentioned, so. shelved. 
I will say this, that, that the Tanya Harding incident happened in between this filming wrapping and being released in theaters. Man, do you guys, maybe we're just uh, dating ourselves or, or just being, you know, because it's our era, so we know it. But don't, 90s scandals feel so specific to me in a way that, like, today's scandals don't. Well, you like, know why? Because they were, it's, they were presented to us since all we knew. We, yeah. we, we, yeah. we weren't, you know, susceptible to picking up our phone and discovering 85 new scandals every single day. You know, it's kind of yeah, like, a good point. what does current affair or entertainment tonight have on? Right. I was, I was, gonna, I was just going to say, I remember when Sugar Ray used to be a singer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, what's it sound like? Yeah. I do. I love this touch. They're not a very nice, not a very guy. nice guy. So this, yeah. this actually reminds me of a lot of Lisey's story for some reason. Like when they do the opening where they're like kind of digging with the shovel. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's a good comp. And it's also a writer. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if we did a ratio of the number of writers King has written about, like in his novels. And what, I, I wonder if it's as much as everyone thinks it is, you know? Hey, well, you know, was- here's the thing about that. I, I, I don't really, I know I guess people kind of ding it, but when I read them, I never feel like it's the same writer. I never uh, feel they like, oh, that's, feel just like that's a very good point. Yeah, they feel different. You know? They have a little king in them, but they're, they're unique voices. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I really enjoyed Gwendy recently, because, I mean, she is a writer as well. Mm. But it was just kind of cool to be like, oh, we're going to go on this sci-fi adventure and not yeah, she felt see much- it from the POV of a writer, per se. She's much different than, but honestly, the closest I can think would be like Ben Mears and Mike Noonan are sort of similar, but Ben Mears is, I think, cooler than Mike Noonan. Um, and not as, uh, not, a, not as uh, lecherous. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. yeah. Do you think 50 years later, Ben Mears and uh, Mark are still out there looking for vampires? <laughs> um, well, if we're going off a of, spoiler alert, if you haven't finished Dark Tower, don't listen to what I'm about to say. But if we're going off, no, I don't go they... really loose. Well, I'm just talking about Ben and Mark. I don't think they don't talk about where they are or where they ended up in the Dark Tower, do they at all? No, nobody I talks about think them. In the so, Dark but Tower. at the end, I mean, Salem's Lot. We always forget Salem's Lot is um, kind of bookended by these scenes in is it Mexico? I want to say or yeah, some, yeah. Central America, where uh, looking for Susan. No, yeah, but then they're going looking for vampires. Then they're going. I think at the end of the novel, they're going back to Salem's Lot. See, I guess doesn't doesn't give us any clues. Well, I mean, I'm hey. If they're awesome. still alive today, they're they were holed up because of COVID. <laughs> so uh, I hope they're okay. I was going to date us on that though. Like, the, what do you want on your tombstone? That used to be the tombstone pizza marketing, um, but oh, not was a very really? nice guy. Yeah, you don't remember that? They'd be like, "What do you want on your tombstone?" I'd be like, "Pepperoni, please." <laughs> Wait, is that that's a pretty clever? Speaker, I was just watching something a couple days ago where they made that joke. Are you serious? And I think I, I swear to God, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> I am pretty sure. It was made in Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain, which I just watched yesterday for the first time in my life. I that swear they made a specific tombstone. Wait, you just reference. watched Three Ninjas Mega Mountain for the first time? <laughs> I didn't even know that movie existed. Yesterday. It's with Hulk Hogan. Oh, you knew that. Oh, Fleer, you the box? They had Hulk Hogan on the front yeah. of it? No. I've never I, seen it. I, I, I'm, I'm big on I have to talk about this because I think that this scene is, is pretty, was pretty creepy from what I recall. Yeah, man. Hey, man, you got Romero. You know, it's a. I mean, this is definitely like mid-tier Romero. You know, this is like, like Serpent in the Rainbow is to Wes Craven or yeah. people under the I, stairs. I, I love Serpent in the Rainbow. I think that's. Such I mean, a good movie. I like it. That's a good touch there too. Even though it's, I mean, it's from the, the book, but I like that. Or like you know, Prince of Darkness for John Carpenter. Yeah, like I like this movie. I, 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 yeah, I I love that movie as well. My, Rafa and I were just talking about Prince of Darkness because uh, when I was doing the 
that's creepy carpenter kick recently i was just like man prince of darkness gets slept on but it's a very good it's very violent I'm not I, a big I fan like of that it. one. I like it once you it gets. Just, you didn't going. get it. You didn't. We get just it. did it. I feel like this. Are you, is like, you're, you're more of a. I feel like I'm like it's not, watching it's no, you over here. Yeah, it's no Mega Mountain. Yeah, but, <laughs> well, to be fair, but it's. I will say, Prince of Darkness. I do think it is better than Three Ninjas Four. I do think it's better. <laughs> yeah, I think mo- I would say most movies are probably. I love Michael. This Rooker. is the great Michael Rooker. The first Alan Pang born of of three on screen Alan Pang. He was first, He was. Uh, he predated Ed Harris. Yeah, Ed Harris was 93, I think. that I think this ended up coming up the same year as Needful Things, which I think was 93. It's so weird because they, they did that now. Well, no, that's not true because they have two different Holly Gibneys, right? On uh, No, wait, no, they don't. Or do they? No, they do. They, they do. do, right? Yeah. Quite different. Outsider and, one is uh, like based more on the Lithuanian description from the books. Mm-hmm. And the outsider. And one is, and one is Cynthia Erivo. Yeah. Yeah, so because I was gonna say if they did this today, they wouldn't have they would get this all in the same universe. But then I'm like, nah, that's not true. We have several different Batmans right now. Batman. Oh, isn't it weird though that there were two major motion pictures in 1993 that came out? One was from Columbia Pictures, one was from MGM that had the character of Alan Pangborn. That's like they didn't change names or anything, so it's really strange. Yeah, I guess this is pre. I'm trying to think if there would have been. I don't know what was the equivalent to like a shared universe kind of thing, like the Universal Monsters. I guess was mostly what we had. I remember in 1983. I don't remember. I don't personally remember this. I'm not that old, believe it or not. When the Octopussy and Never Say Never Again came out the same year, but that was like a rights thing. It was like competing James Bond movies, but uh, that's still it's, it's Never Say Never Again is like one of the only Bond movies I've seen. I've only seen. That's it. not official. It's it's basically yeah. just a remake of Thunderball. So don't worry about it. I guess this would maybe be similar to one well, no, I, I was thinking of like out of sight jackie brown having michael keaton in both of those oh that's if a great gotten, comp if they had gotten rooker to be in both this and needful things i feel like that's uh yeah that's that's that would be like yeah because that just kind of makes it the same universe yeah like a little nod you know like the, the tarantino because before who played bannerman tom scarrett right in the dead zone Short, yeah and then there's and some other and some other slouch played him in cujo <laughs> slouch yeah yeah, I guess they really they really didn't. Uh, so we've never had the same actor playing Bannerman or Pangborn in any King adaptation. Because Castle Rock was uh, um, Scott Glenn, right? Uh, yes, and Castle Rock, Scott Glenn. So, yeah, so we haven't. We've uh, so if someone can play Pangborn twice, then they get the record. They're like, oh, he's played Alan Pangborn, the iconic Alan Pangborn. Like, Fine times. I do think Alan Pangborn's iconic. I love Alan Pangborn. I love the character, and I'd like to. I'd like to know what he's up to. Yeah, I mean, he's probably. No, I hope. Shot. Look, he's older now. He's he's uh he's you know immunocompromised. I hope he's been indoors the past. <laughs> Stupid. No, he was actually able to take the vaccine. Yeah. Like, got that confirmation King. He's what if he's anti vaxxing But what King characters would, would be anti vaxxers Uh, Big Jim Rennie. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I take it back. Big How about Jim the Rennie. Crimson King, huh? Big he Jim Rennie would be like, Ree, no shot. Big Jim Rennie would take the vaccine, but he'd tell people they don't have to take it. That would be yeah, useful. he'd Fox News it. For Fox sure. News it. What if there Sorry, was anybody listens to Fox News? There's like a COVID outbreak under the dome. Oh, well, that'd be creepy. Unless it was contained there, I'd be fine with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish we would have implemented more dome technology in our, our handling of the COVID crisis. Oh, look, I felt like I was living in the dome a year ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, tell me about it. Now, is this King's Dominion uh, Uncle Otto's truck? Or? So I will say he's holding the flashlight correctly. 
um, and Caffrey, your dad was a state trooper. Mm-hmm. Um, so cops hold the flashlight over their shoulder so they can strike you with it if they have to. No, yeah, well, it depends, on what, it depends on where you're from. East Coast is left arm, uh, West <laughs> yeah. Coast is right arm because of no, the, but it looked, the but That's when I can tell when I watch a movie, though, that uh, someone's <laughs> pretending to be a cop. I can tell by the way they're conducting themselves, whether they're doing it correctly. So this guy actually is holding it correctly. So you see, I mean, he can strike you, but he can also ask us his gun with his right hand. Yeah. <laughs> so it's okay, like, here's, here's my thing. So this is all pretty good stuff, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I agree. Stark stuff. But it, much like the book, later on, we start to spend too much one-on-one time with Stark. And it kind of dilutes the yeah. intensity when you see him falling apart. You know, it just... The well, especially, stops. too, I, we talk about this with... Um, even characters like Pennywise, I think sometimes the King villains, because they, they rely on one-liners a lot. And I love that about them. I mean, Stark has some really dementedly funny stuff that he says, but at a certain point, you're kind of like, eh, all right, you know, yeah, it, it just, uh, it loses its effect after a little, a little goes yeah. a long way for it. I think. Speaking of Stark, I should say a Stark blast, which is the weather system that comes in uh, wind through the keyhole. Yeah. I always wondered if that was a reference to the George R. R. Martin to like how Stark, because King has read those and that would be, he loves uh, King. It, may, it would make sense because it's like a winter blast, and it's the, yeah. You know, that's, it's I, I, as I was reading it, I was like, I think this is a reference to uh, Game of Thrones. And I think George R. R. Martin. He said, "My name's George, and I love Stephen King, and I love the character mm. George Stark. So I'm going to make <laughs> my character." Ned I'm going to use his initials as well. My name. Actually, when, is, when was the now, first folks, book? Just, that, we should. That... We, I don't want to date the episode, but believe it or not, as we recorded this, the sixth Game of Thrones novel has not been released. That's true. <laughs> rumored, I don't know. Rumored, yeah. rumored released November. If, 2023 uh-huh sure yeah no that's i i'm putting it on good authority there but is that from a, a marge rr garden <laughs> <laughs> i drove through his hometown a couple months ago uh their bridge was closed that i used to get back from my sister's house and uh, they took me through bayonne new jersey not much to look at but that's where george r, r. martin's from well, where's he's not much to look at then why is he looking at his fucking typewriter where's hotton from <laughs> him and his wife are rocking the tucked in uh, flannels. Yeah, I was that, love it. That's very like uh, John Denver <laughs> looking. Rest in peace, King. Yeah, not a, a, a controversial figure. I, was, I watched yeah, the well, Muppet. Man, I... The uh, he's not he, Jim Henson loved John Denver, and I watched the Muppet episode, the Muppet Show episode with him on it the other day. And Kermit the Frog introduces him. Like, oh, this is a uh, one of the good guys of rock and roll or something. I'm like, yeah, good guy who. Uh, was a coke addict and beat his first wife and sawed her. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Oh, oh yeah, I dude. Didn't... John Denver. I mean, hey, rest in peace. Um, I'm sure he repented later. But... Careful. This is no, I'm not I'm not making this up. He talks about it in his uh in his um autobiography, his memoir. He uh he had a vicious custody battle with his first wife and he actually sawed the bed in half with a chainsaw. I think he like choked her on a bedroom uh, bathroom counter. Yeah, John Denver, not a I don't know how nice of a guy he is, or a good guy he is, Kermit the Frog. Well, he did um, testify uh, about parental yeah, advisory stickers. I that's guess. what I was going to say. But then cutting the bed in half, <laughs> cutting a bed. <laughs> I mean, other stuff too. Read about it, man. I'm not. I'm not joking. Hey, look, we all make mistakes, uh, and, and you can come back from. We've all chainsawed a bed or two. Let's just say John Denver has a George Stark in him. <laughs> I think. Oh God! It's uh, James James Mississippi. <laughs> no, it, it needs to be a city. So, uh, what's, a, what's a Denver, badass a- city? J- Jamie, how <laughs> Bill Pittsburgh or something? Yeah. <laughs> J- how about Jamie like De- uh, Jamie Cincinnati or Jamie something? De- Jamie Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Ad- Detroit. Culver City. 
Culver. Yeah. Hey, I'm John Denver's evil twin, Jamie Culver City. It's just Bob Ring. Denver without, you know what it is? It's Bob Denver without glasses, but like slightly gelled hair. You know? Wait, you oh say, did you say Bob or John Denver just now? You said Bob, Bob Denver. Uh, uh, Gilgan's Island? Well, oh, wait. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, Bob Denver, who's also dead coincidentally. No, I meant John. <laughs> We only talk about dead people on this podcast. So we don't get sued. Yeah, I, I thought I thought you were saying John Denver's evil twin is Bob Denver. That would Logan's be very Island. funny. You know, it'd be it would be Bob Denver when he was on Dobie Gillis with that weird little soul patch. That would be the evil Bob Denver. Okay, you know they can't fix the hole in the boat, but they make a phone out of a coconut. I mean, these guys, cliche <laughs> joke. Yeah, uh, I will say that Michael Rucker. I I just love seeing him young because I, I still think of Henry portrait of a serial killer. Um, I, believe we, bed every night. I think Randall and Mel covered that in one of their yeah, Halloween movie, watches, man. but ah, uh, that movie is so disturbing. But I thought it was I, good. I, like maybe I need to. It's been a while since I've seen that. Maybe I need to revisit it. I, I watched well. that and the hated yeah. documentary, the Gigi Allen. I had those on the same tape from like my. You cool would tell uncle. me stories about that Gigi Allen doc you had. I can never it's watch. But I watched nasty. it when I was like fourth grade. I just I, I believe really, that hundred percent. I was a different person after watching that <laughs> movie as a kid. I believe hey, that same uh, same director as Joker and. uh Old school and road trip. Well, what yeah, can I say? Taco Phillips likes to make some fucked up stuff, you know. I, I, <laughs> I, I like it. Like, I think the first hangover is very funny. They, you know, they kind of. I, I like think road trip. Yeah, I think road trip is very funny, actually. You know, it's funny, and I and I mean this sincerely that he actually did a very Ooh, good documentary on on the band Fish called Bittersweet Motel. I thought it was oh, really? Good. Yeah, it's pretty good. He also did a, a really good documentary on G.G. Allen called <laughs> called Hated, where he Hated. throws his own shit. And uh, no, he's like an open girl. casket funeral without being uh, embalmed. Yeah, and they yeah. draw on his penis with sharpies before they bury him. Um, yeah, it's a. It, I mean, it is a good I, That's how I want to go. Yeah, um, I, I do like uh, how they get a lot of the details right here, like him having the tornado and high tones. This, this reminds me of Hellraiser. The scene always like the. I don't know some of the st- shots of like dying flowers. Yeah, well, think about it, it's the same composer, Flieger. Same composer. I know that's so Ooh, that's cool. I like that. Even the voice, the way they're doing the voiceover is very similar to Hellraiser, also. So I, so I didn't see the video game playthrough, but it just Oof. does this scene occur? It does actually. From weird. what I remember, oh, that's good. That's good. That's a good effect. You know what yeah. that reminds me of? The skin coming off like that is in Willow, where they transform the wand. They use the wand to transform the trolls into oh, the dragon. Yeah. And the skin oh, comes God. off. That's what it reminds me of. Oh, I love that scene so much. Mad Mardigan. Yeah. That's an excellent scene. I feel like the only issue I have with Willow is that there's there's a, there's no less than three finales. And that's what I was gonna say, man. They had that the the thing at the castle, like the storm, and then the snow. I th- that's my main gripe with Willow. And it, like, it's all connected by Willow struggling to like elevate a, a, a like a acorn or something. <laughs> Yeah, no. I honestly move this along. I feel like the castle finale is the best. The one we just talked about, the trolls and dragons. Just Ooh, that's that. really Ooh, that's creepy, that's man. So disturbing. It looks like I a CPR know. dummy. I, you know, I feel like this is one of those movies where I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. And then they show sequences like this where I'm like, man, there's some really good no, I mean, horror it, it, I, I, I'm telling you, I've seen it a couple times randomly in the last few years. It's it's pretty good. It's just the same issues <laughs> I have with the book. It's kind of, by the time the climax hits, it's just, it's worn out. You're like, you're, you're ready to go. You know, you're ready for this to end. Which yeah. is a knock on a lot of the more uh, you know, negative takes on King books, you know? Yeah. You're not Ed. <laughs> Ed Harris joke for everybody. Well, Ed, Ed Harris. This is a, a little fun fact coming up here. I think, is this the scene or not? 
No, I'll just say that there's somebody from Dawn of the Dead that appears in this movie later on. From Dawn of the Dead? Yeah. And I never noticed it until I saw it again. Is that Ken Free? No, it's somebody more obscure. Was George Romero known to employ uh, actors again and again? Yeah, because they, they yeah. were all basically actors from his from Pittsburgh. Um, oh, God, it's gross. Yeah. That is pretty brutal. Yeah, most of like the Pittsburgh uh, theater scene. That's awesome, actually. That's oh, oh, the penis. pretty good. Hey, that's pretty that that's pretty that's good, George. More than just suggested, I think. What the hell is he drinking? Yeah, no, I was just gonna say it looks pretty good. It was like, ice He's, cream. Or... My sambuca. It's, and... it's like a girl, <laughs> girl drink <laughs> the girl drink drunk from um, Kids in the Hall. Kids in the Hall. Sam, <laughs> he's like, hey, honey, do you have my do you have my sambuca and peppermint milkshake? <laughs> Coming right up, lady. You used up all the umbrellas, George. That looks sparrows pretty. are flying. Again. Yeah, those Timothy are. Now that, what, I think what, that's what, where they used all the sparrows. Can I ask what was your guys' first exposure to Timothy Hutton as an actor? Timothy Hutton, you know, he would be on. Taps used to be on like all the time, and I still have not seen it in its entirety. But there was this when I was younger, and that movie, The Temp, with Laura Flynn Boyle. That was, that was like my initial childhood memories of of Timothy Hutton. Because ordinary was like a people decade after he won the ordinary his, people, his big like. Yeah, he was really young. He won best actor. He won best supporting actor for that. I've never seen that. It's actually very good. Um, very sad, but uh, it gets it gets knocked because it won best picture and Raging Bull didn't. So I think it, Raging Bull. It, it's I, a casualty of that. It's a casualty of it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. It, it yeah, didn't, it, it won best picture, so therefore it's bad. It's I, just I hate that narrative. I like Raging Bull. I I think it's a little bit overrated, man. I th- I think it's emotionally kind of the same note the whole time. Like I I get I talk about movies where I'm like, okay, I get it. I honestly feel like that at the end of Raging Bull. I, you know what, Dan? I felt the same way for years, but I watched it last year for the first time in decades, and man, I it really affected me. Yeah, I really. I, I thought it was really really because is it because we're all old? We're so, all old failures now. So honestly, I feel like <laughs> yeah. it's a real I really connected punch. to the violence more than anything. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'm similar to Jeffrey. Like, it's not my favorite of Scorsese, and Scorsese is one of my favorite directors of all time. But that's not one that I go back and rewatch. It's tough; to, you can't rewatch um, it. It's yeah, so, it's, it's, it's so one hard. of my dad's favorites. Like, my dad's always putting it on and trying to force me to watch it. I'm like, get off me, dad! I'm gonna go watch Suicide Squad. You can't stop me. <laughs> I'm, Suicide I'm putting Kings. on the dark half, father. I'm watching Boondock Saints. Oh, I hate that movie, but <laughs> never saw it. Never will. You understand? Yeah, it's it's fine. Um, yeah, oh, no, I get my rankings for uh, this. So I got. I cannot tell you. I can't name three directors who have more great movies than Martin Scorsese. Cannot do it. Kurosawa. I can only do. I can only name. I can only name two. Oh, don't leave some suspense. George Romero. <laughs> Dennis Dugan. You uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Oh yeah, it makes sense. And uh, oh, I was gonna say P.T. Anderson, but he doesn't have that many movies, so probably not. I, I, I Spielberg, I think Spielberg. Oh yeah, Spiel- made, yeah, uh, Duh. more great. Not many, not many more, but uh, a few more. Someone's supporting your Spielberg. <laughs> They're honking in support. What about Troy <laughs> Duffy? Who, uh... my window that says honk if you like Spielberg. But you know, I will say George A. Romero is also surprisingly pretty high up there for not having really Romero. I see. I'm. I love Romero, but I don't know. He does, The thing is, he doesn't have many. Say me for me. He doesn't have many all-out misses, you know. Romero, like even this, like okay, it's not maybe it's not Dawn of the Dead or whatever, but like it's still solid, right? Like, so I'd imagine that would earn him a good spot in your rankings. Well, I just think 
like once you see Night Riders, you want to talk about like being different. <laughs> there you go. That's a major, and that was a major plus for me. It was Night Riders. Did Romero? Then, what, I, I haven't seen. I heard Martin's amazing. I haven't even seen Martin. So I mean, there's still some movies out yeah, there I have not Martin. seen by him. They're supposed to be really good. Does uh, did Romero comment on this movie? Was he proud of it? Or was he happy with it? I mean, what's weird is it's so faithful. He must be okay with it. I, I never really heard. Of, I'm sure he was upset with the I, distribution. Yeah, I, that's, I think that the, it bombed at the box office because it was delayed so much. And I'm yeah. sure that it was kind of just dumped. You know, the distribution must have been such a headache. I mean, you put all this effort in, and then it's just like put it on a shelf for a couple of years. That's you know, you got to mentally move on to another project. I feel like by the time it comes out, you're already like, I'm done with this. As a matter of fact, I think this was. I think this was his last movie he did with a studio until maybe land of the dead i mean i think he really was just fed up with studios at this point yeah because wait bruiser was was that yeah, the next bruiser one? was one yeah and a lot breaks in between at that point yeah it's i don't know i mean not that any of us are like film industry insiders but no, when I, I hear about that, it's yeah. when I hear about that. Hey, speak for yourself, babe. <laughs> come, on, babe. come on, honey. No, it's just funny because, like, when I hear, direct, I mean, even today, still, like, like, like iconic directors. I mean, I know I was using that word jokingly before, but like George Romero, I mean, is considered one of the best horror directors of all time. Like, when you read about a guy like that being screwed around with by studios, it's just interesting to me, I guess. Um, well, I think it's it's about commercialism, all right. I mean, studios want to make money. It wasn't like his movies were ever box office smashes so i yeah. think that's the other thing you know another uh could bring raffin up so got that drink on his desk just cracking me up um the <laughs> the movie the beta test was really good for a low budget indie oh i heard that jim where, Cummings, right yeah. yeah he plays uh jim cummings plays like a he's great man a, a uh an agent that sort of it's like as you know the wga is battling with the agent right i don't know it's very good but it's it's a kind of a peek behind the curtain of hollywood which mm. I enjoy a little inside baseball, you know. Well, it's like Entourage, but without the turtle. <laughs> oh, Terry's a turtle character on Entourage. He, oh, you he didn't sure watch is. Entourage? I watched the whole like, turtle <laughs> character. On, <laughs> yeah. uh, he founds a tequila company. Oh, God. I, I watched one episode of Entourage. That, you know, I said, not for me. Um, I watched it. That I was said, me. Oh, I watched, yeah. I watched the first 25 minutes of Euphoria a week ago, and I went. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think I'm going to be able to pull this off, folks. And I'm, I know a lot of people love it, so I, I'm not, I would never steal somebody's joy. But personally, Justin Gerber, it's not for Justin Gerber, and that's fine. We hey, look, we're fun. lucky we're even getting to watch this movie on HBO right now because didn't the Euphoria finale crash the site or something the other day? I think it did. I think it's the second most watched HBO show ever. I forget what the number one was. Sopranos? Probably, I can't remember what it was. but yeah. Arliss. <laughs> Arliss. Right, I think old. Ruffin used to always joke about our like our list. I can't remember. I don't remember what it would just. It was always it was like a funny punchline. Like, I think it's first and ten, and then I can't believe they get this. Is so crazy that she's in this movie though. Oh, she looks like such a professor. Like the is she holding a pipe? Yeah, she's actually. I Say believe on pipe. Say no. I believe professor. the character is a man in the book. Do you remember the but name? Julie the Harris. You know who this is? It's Julie Harris. She's in the haunting. Have you seen The Haunting? Yeah. She's the yeah. lead. She's the Catherine blonde. Catherine Zeta-Jones, uh, oh, Wilson, oh, Lily oh, Taylor. Marone. East of Eden. She was a famous actor. Oh, I got, I, uh, one of my good friends, uh, Guy Fleer, and I went to middle and high school with John Harris. Um, God bless him. I should ask him what his opinion, if his opinion has changed. I remember he saw The Haunting in eighth grade 
and I hadn't seen it yet. They're the remake haunting. And I was like, was it good? He's like, dude, he's like, I'm not joking. Like outside of star Wars, it might be like the best movie ever made. Oh my God. <laughs> we saw it. I was like, Whoa, I, I didn't hate it as an eighth grader, but like, I was just like, no dude, he is, he's way off. Um, I actually was, he some, just texted me before this. speaks to you. Yeah. He just, he just texted me before this, uh, recording. So I should be like, Hey, that, yeah, I'll do that. You son of a bitch. But, uh, uh you know what? what I'm not kidding. On the I, I, you know, I think we went over when we did the, the lawnmower man two breakdown, I think it was for Patreon actually. Um, I remember I was going through like movies I thought were worse than, than lawnmower man two, but there weren't a lot. I have the haunting. The haunting was on there. Half I, out of five. I thought it was I, awful. I remember it like it was, it was the worst case horror movie scenario from like 1990s. So it was like it was just awful. I remember liking it like okay when it came out, and then I tried to watch it on DVD. I think later I was like, "This sucks." Um, I think Roger Ebert gave it four out of four. That is insane. Whoa. And I don't fire. trust Ebert. is great. Weird. I don't. I don't I, trust I, his I, ass on horror. He's no. He's talking. I, about. I love because I we I think some of us listen to like the Ringer when they do the rewatchables, and they'll. There's certain times where you're like, Roger, you're right on the money. And there's other times where you're like, like no, what you're are you thinking? Yeah. Well, it's so weird. So he, he was so off, I feel like, on horror movies in general, especially yeah. the more violent they were. I, he just couldn't deal with it. Vanderbilt over at Halloween, he brings up a good point. He, you know, big Chicago guy. I think he's the only one of us that like grew up in Chicago, right? On both, uh, did Mel grow up in, in Chicago or near no, Chicago? She was in Florida. Remember? Florida. Mel grew up in Florida? Florida? Yeah. Yeah. How, how the fuck Florida did for a while. I know that. For uh, well, I don't know why I was associated with being like Midwestern. Um, I guess Lyra Undersall, but anyway, um, Vanderbilt was saying because I always bring that up. I'm like, man, Ebert and Siskel and Ebert had their heads. Oh, wait, their I, wait, hold on a second. This is oh, actually yeah, a really cool is good. shot here. How they do this. I remember, Ooh, I swear yeah, we good. did this for I, I talked about this on an episode we did. So here we go. Watch this. This is good. Scary sequence in the book, too. Ooh, that's good. That's yeah, good. That's good. And I remember, that's too, really good. I know this is two hours and what maybe we'll start to feel it at the end, but at least in this front half, I mean, they keep the scare sequences coming at a pretty good clip. I think. Yeah. I think the first half paces better. Yeah. The, the dark half, half is the word. Yeah. <laughs> the brighter half of this movie paces well, but the light half, the, uh, the straight razor too is just, uh, I... yeah. Straight razors always creep me out. Do you guys ever shave with a straight razor? Uh, no, sir. I would uh, get, I'm Hey, this isn't the first time I'm talking about them on a the podcast <laughs> studio for hair in Lincoln square. Turkish uh, uh, salon I would go to, they would always do the, I, I would grow my beard out so big and go in there and they would do the straight razor shave and they would, uh, they would do this yeah. thing where they like let your ear hairs on fire just a little bit. They would singe them. So it, it was great. I know it sounds weird, but it, it was such a, a luxurious experience. Yeah. It's well, funny. Cause my, my, the shirt razor I have is from Turkey as well. Um, is that a thing over there? I guess like a Turkey. Yeah. I don't know. Like a, it must be. Like a Turkish spot, but yeah, it I was feel like great, I should man. carry one as a weapon. I, I feel like in movies, straight razor always comes in handy. Like just pull it yeah. out of your pocket. I was thinking Do you recognize this actor. Yeah, it's uh, Timothy. Timothy, <laughs> Timothy Bodge. No, she was um the the wife, John Savage's wife in the Deer Hunter. Oh wow! Oh, you're right, man. Wow. She's a lot of stuff. Oh god, this is brutal stuff here. Yeah. Once again, you're keeping him kind of in the shadows and stuff. I mean, you don't see his face here, even though it's bright. I think it's yeah. good, good decisions here. A lot of like systematic torture from uh, from old Stark. It really yeah, it creeps me out. But yeah, I was getting Vanderbilt was saying with Siskel and Ebert because I'm always like yeah, I hate how they not only did they not like horror movies for the most part, they would actively try and censor them. But he did bring a good point. He's like, can you imagine if you're like 
how many movies did those guys watch? Like you're doing this for a living. You have such respect for the art form. You do like maybe the exorcist and Halloween. And then you see this kind of schlocky stuff come out, you know? So I, I get it to an extent, but also I just think their taste was way off when it came to the horror movies. Yeah. But I mean, they, they were, they were yeah. big. They're big on hoop dreams, which I'm a fan of. So. Well, hoop dreams is awesome. I've never yeah, seen they, hoop dreams. They advocate oh man. It's so, and it's you can't really believe good. it's real. I mean, it's so, it's great. I will say, I don't like that they're showing him here in such the brightness you yeah know what, you know what, it just, i yeah. think you know what else happens here the hd quality hurts because you can kind of almost see like the uh, the wig or the, the yeah the, pom- the fake pompadour kind of thing yeah. i think it's just because it's early in the movie we still the oh, movie's not even halfway over yet scary and, and he's got an evil bad guy haircut yeah yeah I, I honestly feel like it would work if they just kept him in the shadows a little bit which yeah they've i agree shown they can do in this movie so far but yeah it's just a little bit too soon i think i think this speaks to what y'all are saying before about oh we maybe get or with him a little too much out in the open like that and it's not like the reveal is gonna it's not like he's got some crazy effects going on with his face or the cool mask i you think know, it's just adding like to i the said menace. i'm not i think the movie's pretty good i think the, the book is pretty good but i think that there's an adaption that can be made that could be great i think that there's enough of an interesting story here that you could really i mean because honestly with, you, you know? could probably do it like a mini series or something if you want to really lean into the the character building and the town building and the mystery element of it. I so bet you could Castle like Rock three or four episodes. Yeah. Castle yeah, Rock, do, the dark half. Do Castle Rock. Honestly, bring I, 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 I make fun of Mike Flanagan a lot, but I, I, I would be fine if he said, I'm going to adapt the dark half. I got to say, I go for it. Why not go for it? Okay. I, I, I've told you guys about my feeling. I mean, I'm not the first one to say it. I do. I think the monologues in midnight mass could literally just be cut out of them. And it's not even just because I don't, it's not because oh, I don't like monologues. It's, I actually don't think they're the most well-written because they don't move the story forward. They're just revealing what we already know about these characters. Like, yes, I know, I know how this guy feels about God because he's talked about it twice already. So for me, it doesn't deepen anything. It just feels like flexing a little bit. That being said, I did really love midnight mass overall. And I do Mm -hmm. think Mike Flanagan really knows how to build a town in a way that really, really, it's kind of funny that the only straight King adaptation he's done is Dr. Sleep, which doesn't really involve, building a town i want i want to see him tackle like a salem's lot or even a dark half or needful things or something gerald's yeah oh gerald's game oh yeah gerald's game's great but it's funny because he's done more between gerald's game and uh dr sleep he's almost done more insulated kind of self-contained king work even though dr sleep ties to the shining he it's he hasn't done like a big ensemble king piece yet which seems to be what he really excels at. So I, I would love I, to see I, him do the dark after like needful things or something. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed midnight mass, but then when I watched chapel wait, I was like, Oh, this is like a better vampire. I don't know. That's, it was more my, more my tempo. I like chapel. Um, I yeah. Thought, I like chapel. It's where's that? I, probably... I like midnight mass a lot too. I'm like, I'm a Flanagan apologist. Like I think he's pretty good. And like the monologues don't bother me. It kind of reminded me of watching a video game, if that makes sense. But yeah, I'm playing, when they do I'm like playing the... Resident Evil Village right now. And well, I mean, but the, all joking aside, you know, that's why I stopped playing video games because we'd always get to the top of that hill and some old wizard would have to talk to you for 20 minutes. So I was like, I just want to <laughs> stop. I just want to hit question marks. Are you playing? <laughs> like, remember Super Mario Bros? Like, whoever that was, like a 64, <laughs> like, you, like, you like run up a hill and there's some asshole there that's going to be like, Harry, you got to go back down the hill. I yeah, think it was that Mario RPG. I'm, I'm not a big RPG guy. Yeah, say it like, you pronounce the game again. Say it. Wait, say, say what game? Wait, Super what game? Brothers? Mario Brothers? I say Mario. Oh, I thought you no, said Mario. No, Mario, man. I, yeah, Mario. 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 It's a romance language, so the vowels are going to be uh, it's Mario, <laughs> Super Mario. Yeah, I've always it's, said Mario. Yes, yeah, Mario. It's a Long Island thing, I think. But... Mario Cuomo. <laughs> um, oh, something very yeah. important. I forgot to point out here. Uh, 
we saw her in the last scene, but Alan Pangborn's wife in this is played by Chelsea Field, who was in Masters of the Universe as Tila. Mm. Hi. And she was also in another movie with birds called The Birds Two Lands End. You said mm. sequel to The Birds? It's awful. It's like a Showtime I'd movie. Imagine. And she's married to Scott Bakula for years. How about that? Mm. Good. So now this, go. this right here, detail. the way they're this showing, this sequence is good. This sequence is excellent is good. because look how they're lighting it here. Yep. Like that makes so much more sense to me. And it and George Romero, I don't know who his DP is, but George Romero is great with lighting and and all of his movies. I feel I think that's why that last scene. And now you guys brought up a good point. Too Maybe bright. it is. Maybe it wouldn't look so saturated if it would if we were watching this in movie theater back in 1993. But yeah, 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 man, these sequences just keep coming. I'm kind of waiting for the the real lull. You know, it's wild. As a cinematographer for this, also did Remains of the Day. (laughs) It makes sense, man. This is good prestige, like Howard's End. But then he also did. Maid of Honor with Patrick Dempsey and Underworld. So it's what a wild career for Tony Pierce Roberts. He did Underworld, all the Underworlds or just the first one? I think or? just the first one. And we're not talking about the Dondalula novel, everyone. This is a wild <laughs> career we, we can't get into right now. I, I, I kind of like the Underworld movies. I don't know, they're fun. I, the yeah. first one I thought was pretty yeah. fun, but I haven't seen any of them. I, I, the Rise of the Lion is very stylish. One, they, and the first one, they built these, it's mostly animatronics. They built these huge werewolf suits for them to where that looked pretty cool i think but i just remember that i always loved paul f tompkins would imitate lynn wiseman the director <laughs> oh, yeah. it would sound nothing like him you know but it was such a funny like over the top i mean the underworld they are kind of like an evanescence song <laughs> come to life a little bit yeah, i guess that's like, a good way of putting it but look how good the blue and red looks like. oh, I, look I kind of want to get those boots with the metal tip I like. I almost wish this was the first time we Ooh. saw his face, and even this yes, is like a little bit too much. Yeah, I, for me, I think so. you're right. That would have been a better reveal than yeah, uh, yeah. Mikey, because this is it's still disorienting. It's still surrealistic. Yeah. It doesn't look like it's just well, some regular guy standing around, you know. And I kind of buy. I buy more Oof. into this gangster psycho oh, Billy persona he has here. Like when you have to think too, because the when they show his face in that first that first scene where we really see it. We're not even seeing it with his full body. So I think he just looks a little goofy. Whereas with that, with like the snakeskin boots and the <laughs> Do you want suit some? thing. That's pretty yeah. good. You want murder? You want some of this? You're right about the lighting. I guess I had not really thought about that. But Romero is very good with lighting. Yeah, it's always. Ooh, ooh Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, that's good. So have you guys ever. No, I was going to say, I saw a play once, a reading where Caffrey had to play kind of a slime ball. If you remember, he was wearing a bathrobe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Natalie's play. Um, yeah. I think it was just called a play at Tim Panic did a reading. Yeah, I play, I, I've actually played, uh, I played my fair share of scumbags on stage. I, I like playing you, you go full yeah. method when you do it, right? You, yeah. No, it's fine. I, I think it's always more fun to play it dickhead than it is to play it. everybody wants to be the bad boy hey look i'm a nice guy in real life man you can get that for free <laughs> if i'm uh <laughs> if you're if you're seeing my talent on the on the stage as it were but i feel like timothy hunter really sinking his teeth into this role the bad guy yeah oh look hey. at the painting in the background gustav klimt oh is that the way the guy is the, stabbing the, the girl right the kiss no, isn't it's, he, like, kissing, isn't he, it's kissing her but is he oh i thought he was like stabbing her though like that's what was no, implied it's, it's romantic Maybe yeah. you are a bad boy. Well, it depends on how, it depends on who you are and how you look at it. You know, what I mean? <laughs> that's the beauty of art. <laughs> it's all in the interpretation. 
the Art Nouveau secessionist movement was mostly about stabbing people in painting. <laughs> yeah. No, I think so. I mean, know what I'm thinking of, I think, is uh, I feel like someone in college did a presentation of that, and they're like, oh, depending on how you look at it, it could be violent. Uh, I, I, they were wrong. My favorite, yeah. They just didn't, or maybe you just didn't get it, Dan. Ugh. Yeah. I'm trying Another to think. Suspender shot. There's lots of suspenders in this movie. I feel like those kind of, oh, look at that. I like the Asian decor in the house. Yeah. That's very it, 90s. I know this is a set, but at least it feels like it's a, in a skyscraper or something, like a high rise. Oh, yeah. This is it totally what, like a yuppie. And there's some good, ma- there's some more. It's the St. Patrick's Cathedral, I think it's supposed to be, the spire in the background. Mm-hmm. Even this uh, is pretty it's creepy. It's where the guy holds up the sign that says, like, have a nice day. This Spoiler. is crazy. I'm, I'm a big fan of slow moving killers. Uh, man, that's not even a killer. It's a good fake out. I, it's good, man. Yeah, for some reason, I just remembered the scene. <laughs> I would. Uh, I, I worked at a high rise um, in Chicago, and I never. It was weird. I never saw the window cleaners, but I would see the suds coming down, and it always freaked oh, me yeah. out. Oh yeah, I still see that all the time down at work. Yeah, I, yeah I work it's freaky. A, let me give the exact address where I work downtown, buddy. No, okay, <laughs> but no, I do. I work in a high rise, and uh, I see. I usually see like the cables hanging down, and they're kind of yeah. like going back and forth. So I think to myself, God, is that thing that they're standing on like just flying around when they're on it because of the wind? Terrifying. Forget it. I was I get very stressed out by that famous photo of the uh, the construction workers like eating their sandwiches while sitting on this beam. I think I think it's the one they're working. You know, what I found out though, Dan, because a lot of people are like, man, these, these guys do it all the time. They're just used to it. I found out that they all had a suicide pact, and they were all about to jump. So that's why they were so calm. I was because I was always confused. <laughs> I melt with you. <laughs> I um. No, I you know that's for real though. That uh, picture really stresses geez. me out when I look at it every time. Like, oh, how can yeah, you I, I can't it. My family says we're related to one of those guys, <clears throat> but then I found out later that like every Irish family from New York says they're related. <laughs> every long so I, was like, I don't know. I'm like, I I say every Irish family is fucking with each other, literally. So that's probably why. High rise, baby. Well, dude, I, hey. I thought I found out I'm like not very Irish recently. My even though my dad is like. I used to think, oh yeah, one parent is fifty percent, then you're twenty five percent. But I guess it doesn't work like that. Like the percentages are yeah, all different. So doesn't your your um, numbers? I'll get some all... Gerber Lakes going here. Give me your is, whole family is, history. Is Hutton is Hutton Irish? Is that an Irish name? It sounds like it could possibly yeah. Hutton. I McCaffrey's mean, an Irish. Oh, name, it's but I'm Timothy not Hutton. Uh, I think it was originally. I think his Christian name was Timothy O. Hutton. Yeah, I'm actually. I'm more. <laughs> I've. I am more, and I'm. I don't identify as Jewish, but I'm more Jewish than I am Irish, which is really. Yeah, I know. I'm like 17 percent. European Jew and uh, hmm. only like I think like hey, not even 10% muscle, muscle tough hey, yeah, yeah, no. my, I'm going to convert like the dentist on Seinfeld <laughs> no. my dad's, dad's side of the family is all is all uh, uh, Jewish descent so I'm definitely at least a quarter Jewish uh, I was last time I checked I was 100% American so yeah. I know, I'm, I'm, like surprised agreed, I'm surprised <laughs> you agreed to do this podcast with these us colors now. don't run yeah <laughs> I, I did my test and it said 100% twisted steel sex appeal just like Michael Rucker Something else I forgot to point out. Early on, when we first see Pangborn talking to another deputy, I think at the uh, cemetery, that is Norris Ridgwick. So Norris Ridgwick is also in this movie. And he uh, he becomes quite the character, quite the prominent character in uh, several He's King still books around now. in Stephen King yeah. books. Yeah. yeah, he won. He won where Pangborn... What a Pangborn's still... Okay, here it is. Check it out. The cop in the background. You recognize the, the black cop there. He is the news that, anchor wait. in Dawn of the Dead. Oh, you're oh. right. You're totally right. Yeah, I'm telling you, he employs so many Pittsburgh too, actors. Like. Yeah, I think it's David Early. Or, yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah, David Early. Yeah, it's David Early.
I think this is also a pretty good reveal from what I can remember. I was going to say, you can tell when we get quiet. It's not because we uh, don't like each other. It's because we like the movie. <laughs> <It's> like, oh. <laughs> Ooh. Um, little inside treatment on a commentary track. Inside baseball for you there. You know, I feel like the actor who was playing the window washer is actually another character actor in Romero movies, but I can't find any information. It's probably the guy who plays Martin or something like that. Just there's just nothing here. Oh man, I had tabs. I was trying to look up trivia for this, but I had the ordinary people tab open, and I was like, "Wait, that doesn't Wait, happen." Donald Sutherland. Yeah, I'm like, what's going on? Someone kills himself in ordinary ordinary people, right? Or it's like a, right? Someone. God, have a nice day. No, nobody Ooh. kills them. Well, somebody tries to kill themselves because of siblings. Oh, yeah. See this light—that's the lighting I don't like seeing him in. Yeah, it's this right here. Full stuffing is a very freaky term to me. He looks like <laughs> he looks like he's trying to be like Tom Waits or Mark Lanigan. That's what R.I.P. I thought he looked so much like Tom Waits. I couldn't place it. But that I was, was yes. That's the that's what I'm thinking of too. Tom Waits got dresses like that a little bit too in the nineties. So. He inspired the Heath Ledger and Timothy Hutton. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's Bye-bye. good. Later. Later. Bing bang. You know, I would give him this. He does feel like it's two different people. Like, I, you know, I don't, it, it really does. Yeah. It's, I just can't get over the hairdo. <laughs> I just want to go to that bar where that Caffrey is talking about and they'd be like, can you give me the Tim Hutton? Yeah. Like, which, uh, the dark half? I'm like, yeah. You want the bowl cut 80 or do you want the 93 uh, Beaumont? <laughs> you want the Beaumont bowl? Can I have the skullet that the guy earlier had? The- we should we We should start doing that, just going into bars and asking you like we know what drinks we're wanting but it's just like obscured Stephen King references <laughs> like, hey, I'd be like hey remember minute 40 in dark half he's got that glass kind of grayish hey, can, can you uh, hey bartender I'll take a rose matter flat <laughs> neat <laughs> oh god there's 86 jokes that were running through my mind I'm not going to say on the, uh, yeah. the commentary oh really oh why really? oh because he's mad at us I guess we're going to do silence again <laughs> no because the whole book is about uh, oh, with the, yeah, Rose Matter. Yeah, yeah. I just said Rose Matter because, like, that sounds like a drink, you know. Rose Matter. I'll I'm, the, sure uh, I'm sure you did. The bartender. <laughs> I'll have. <laughs> what's the What's the town under the dome? Like Tarker's, Tarker ninety. Tarker's Mill. Like isn't it like T forty three? They call it like T four. Uh, it's like a number attached to it. Also. T nineteen probably. The listeners on the Discord hit us up and let us know what Stephen King novel sounds like a drink. I guess I would be like, give me the rage. I'll go to the under the dome. <laughs> the under, under the dome sounds like. Hey, you know what? I'll oh, take a few beers to the dome. How about Blaze? That's <laughs> yeah, that's that probably a drink. Like one. Yeah, you See, put I'll, a fire in there, you know. Get really specific. Like I'll have the under the dome hold the bitters. <laughs> I, I feel like a Duma Key. That sounds like a drink, right? Duma Key I mean, sounds like a you can only get in, you can only get like in Florida or some shit. You know what I mean? Some shit. It's good. I would go to Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville and uh, hey, order a Duma. I'll have a chaser and a bag of a bag of bones. <laughs> Hey, can I get a little bit of the dark, the dark tower five holes with the color? Make mine a fire starter. <laughs> Make mine a Billy Summers. That could be a drink. Cocktail. The dark calf would be good. It'd just be like a dark brew, you know. A green mile. That would be a good drink. Yeah, What's it? What is it? Is it a snake bite? That's like a Guinness, half Guinness and half beer, half cider, or something like that. Like dark. dark I think like you could you could sub in a dark half. It's called that. a dark half. Yeah. I think a, like a Bloody Mary would be a, a, a give me a carry. Right? Can I? <laughs> Can I have the girl who loved Tom Gordon? <laughs> like, uh, no, well. sir. <laughs> hey, no, 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 no
<laughs> all the hearts in suspension. Like what's the, the, yeah, you know, it's, it's just a, uh, it's just a rye whiskey, but you lose little heart shaped ice cubes yeah. and you suspend them in the glass. It's a mixed drink. It's like a different seasons, but yeah. not as strong as a needful thing. <laughs> can I, hey, have I like look- the, uh, hi, can I get the uh, faithful to the her boss from Red Sox fans chronicle the historic 2004 season? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You sounded like you're ordering a drink from a phone too. like ring, ring. Hello, bartender. I'll have the, I'll be there in 10. I'll have the low men in yellow coats. Please. I guess so. we got the best listeners who actually love yeah. listening to these commentaries. I would say it's 80 20, not talking about 80% <laughs> bullshit and 20% actual. But you know what? That's I'm trying to steer us back. Seller. No. Okay. Here's what's happening now they're in a court of law. You know, when you're younger, you look at these actors and you're like, God, they must be 50 years old. And now, now it's like, now nah, they're probably like 30. I was going to say, like, the older man in the beginning. He was 25. He, he probably was, like, in his early 50s, but he looks 75. Like 85, yeah. <laughs> How old is Hutton in this? I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess mid-30s. 30, 33. I'm going to yeah. guess 33. I'll say 36. I remember Timothy this is Hutton 91, right? So he was only, yeah, he was only 30. Well, let me check. The correct answer is who gives the shit? No, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I don't know. Is he 31? Wow. Only 31. Wow. He looks so. How old's uh, I mean, Rooker's probably 32, I'm going to guess? No, I'll say Rooker's, 30, Rooker's 36, I'm going to guess. And Rooker's R- older Rooker, than Hun? Yeah, Rooker's 36. Wow. Oh, yeah, right. Nailed, nailed this shit on you, Justin. Amy Madigan. I'm going to say Amy Madigan split the difference. 34. We think you probably you probably just already have all this stuff on Wikipedia. No, I swear I'm looking at now. 29. She kind of looks like Holly Hunter. I feel. Yeah, well, she was also in Field of Dreams a couple of years earlier. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm saying she's 34. And that nope, she was. Hey, thunderclap! Holy shit, she was 41 in this. She's 41. Damn. Yeah, so, so she's, she's older. older than, than she's older than all yeah. of us then, right? This is the rare occasion of an older actor, an older actress, playing a, a much younger role with a yeah. younger actor. Very rare. Usually it's the opposite. She looks way better than we do. Yep. <laughs> she sure does. I was gonna say the close caption. My age close caption said thunderclap and that King's, you know, Dominion. I was thinking of a <laughs> part of End World. Oh, thunder thunderclap. Thunderclap. How I'll, oh. hey, I'll take a runt on the rocks, please. <laughs> runt. <laughs> oh the old God. school Mountain Dew label. I love that. Gas the way station. they showed the, the Doritos also, that's the uh the same bag they have in, not the same exact bag, but the same logo in uh, Wayne's World when he's eating the. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a great sequence. How about no sponsor out here? <laughs> he said, no, I can't. I love like, the, the insincere protesting. I will say it's kind of weird how this came out. How many years after Misery did this come out? It's almost the same plot. Three, right? Like, this this, this, this person is around, wants them to continue a series of books that they killed off you know it's a good point it's like uh being forced to write yeah hot take uh i think misery is better than the dark half you know what i'm with the film and the book (laughs) i'm gonna go on a limb i agree (laughs) misery might is my top i was on the book episode that's top three five three five books i think that's an incredible book i haven't looked at my rankings in a while okay there's norris i think that's norris right there yeah norris ridgewick Oh, and they see they're on Main Street, as in Bangor, Maine, mm-hmm. Kingston, College Maine. Avenue, and, and college. he's spoken at many colleges. Yeah, he went to college. He taught mm-hmm. at a college. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I like that. Yeah. 
I'm a big fan of in horror, like Halloween two does this well too. And the can the cowboy hat walks past Michael Myers, like the unsuspectingly yeah. going, I mean, he's being a little suspecting here, but uh, strolling by the killer and not quite knowing it. Well, it, the first thing I ever saw Rooker in was cliffhanger and I love his character in cliffhanger. Yes. I love cliffhanger. I remember in him in. Yeah. Cliffhanger felt like a very significant film when he came out. Yeah. I remember like a lot of the marketing, but then you, like no one talk. We don't talk enough about cliffhanger anymore. That's going to be my new tweet. It's actually a Christmas movie. Great. <laughs> that was when John Lefkoe was in that incredible run of playing just the most evil people. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think cliffhanger was so informative because it's a pretty goofy movie, which is probably why I was allowed to watch it, but it's super violent. Like it's a very bloody, like the dude yeah. gets like the pickaxe in the knee. And I just remember uh, the line I always thought was really funny was when, um, Lithgow's in the helicopter at the end. He's looking at Stallone. And he's like, ah, you're a real piece of work. And Stallone's like, and you're a real piece of shit. <laughs> I don't know why. I thought that was really funny as a kid. So beautiful to turn a phrase. Yeah. There's Chelsea Field. Oh, Annie. Hmm. Who is, as we all know, would be dead in a car accident. Not, not long oh, after really? the story ends. Oh, no, the actor, the, the, the character. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> she's fine. Like, she's no, fine. No, she's, she's doing alive. fine. She's, she's married to Scott Bakula, I said. Oh, that's right. Count Bakula. We don't know if that's fine. I mean, are they still married? Was that happy marriage? You don't know. No, they're still married. They're still, they're still together. Good. God bless. Hey, he's yeah. been in a Clive Barker property, and she's been in a King property. You get the Masters mm-hmm. of Horror in one marriage, in one happy that's marriage. That's how they met. <laughs> that's how they met. <laughs> hey, they're at a convention. <laughs> I didn't mention this on the On Writing episode. And I should have, because we always talk about, oh, you know, this King or King and Kuhn's friends. Um, I didn't even say this in the updated version. He has that essay or Owen, Owen King has that essay about how Stephen King would make pay him to uh, record audiobooks when he was younger. And the one he talks about him recording is Watchers by Dean Kuntz. And I, I thought about that the, the other day. I'm like, oh, I didn't single that out on the episode. I should have, because we always talk about what the King Kuntz relationship well, is. The great thing about technology, let's just go back in there and splice it on in there unnaturally. See how it turns out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a record skip. Well, I like to talk about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. We can do it. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be like, it's like the equivalent to Mark Hamill being on uh Boba, Boba Fett or whatever. Yeah. Like, it won't be your voice, Dan. No, you know, we'll do that. We'll, we'll get, we'll take you saying it, but we'll still feed you through that weird audio manipulator that they have into your voice. So, so even more, <laughs> Like, it sounds like you, but it's not quite you because it's coming from you, but it's not you. It'd be a, just an absolutely disorienting experience. <laughs> Deep fake Caffrey into the episode. <laughs> What's the opposite of ASMR? Is it like SAMR? This is the nightmare. Yeah, sa- satanic automated reading response. <laughs> hey, welcome to Watchers. I think we're watching the dank half here. I want to thank all the listeners <laughs> yeah. for enduring. I know, yeah, they're still with us after that. And I can't believe they got John Gruden to be in this movie for all you sports fans out there. <laughs> is that oh, really him? Is that, who's the guy? Justin, like... too soon. That's him. It looks just like him. No, it's not him. Wait, who's John? I don't know who's John Gruden. He was the former disgraced coach uh, of the Las the, Vegas Raiders. He won the Bucks, the Super Bowl. Bucks, yeah. yeah, then he had uh, some bad emails. His nickname was Chucky because he resembled. Chucky well, he, was, he, he was born in uh, Sandusky, Ohio. So oh, I'll just God, leave that there. Oh my God. Listen to our, uh, our our roller coaster tycoon episode if you, <laughs> you want more about that. Um, wait, was he? What, oh, so he was uh, Flieger when the Bucks won when we were yeah, growing up. He was. I just uh, said. Yeah, no, but I did one. Spoke at my elementary haven't they, school. Have, haven't they won uh, since not then? Not when I was there. But I thought Tony Dungy. They have coached. one since then. They won a couple yeah, years they ago. Have, yeah, they I, had I a guy called Tony, Tom Brady. He might. 
I thought Tony Dungy coached uh, the Bucks when we were growing up. He, he, he built did. their team. Yeah, he built them up. Yeah. And then the next year, the new coach won. Did he quit because his son? Um, uh, no. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's, that's not, about not being funny. Like that it's the thing that happened. Uh, yeah, I have some theories on that. I will save those for different outside. Yeah, we'll save this for outside the <laughs> our commentary. Conspiracy, our sports conspiracy. Thanks <laughs> again for tuning in for the Bill Simmons commentary of yeah. the dark half. We're hey, going to talk about Boston sports and whether Timothy Hutton is like the Celtics. Look, you know, the young, yeah, George Stark is out here. He's kind of like the, the Bill Lambeer to the smiling Timothy Hutton. Isaiah Thomas of the bad boy. Is like the Kyrie of this movie. I would say George Stark is more like the Johnny Unitas. Uh, <laughs> Johnny Unitas? Oh, God. I'm just like playing for the fifties. I'm just trying to, I I do not, I probably know the least about sports of, of, uh, well, definitely have you two. I I know the least about sports, but I like to flex the little knowledge I do have every now and then. So let me have my fun. Let me have my dungeon. Let me have my United. If if you solely knew like literally everything about 1950s football, American football, everything about it. And obviously you're like, that was, it was a real game. Doesn't this don't the Simpsons re- reference Johnny yeah. Davis? I think that's why I know who he is. Like, that's he's in that episode, haircut, isn't haircut you could set your watch to. Yeah, yeah. I think he's the sideburns. Yeah. Don't no, they? It's, it's, that's what it causes Homer's mom to leave because the sideburns like. Did he wear revolution. a fur coat? Right, is that a thing Johnny Davis? That's the test of her. Or oh uh, fuck, sorry, no, no, he Joe Namath. Joe Namath, yeah, Joe Hollywood Namath Joe. The, yeah, uh, like uh, I will say in the Simpsons. Uh, so is it John Schwartzwilder? He was an expert in. Uh, 19th century baseball. Oh, so, wow. like, there's jokes where they're like, "Oh, like three finger Mordecai Brown." It's like pitcher who died. With... That you know, there's. You, do you know why that that whiskey bar is called Mordecai? Is outside Wrigley Field. Oh, or really? by a big star. It's it's based on it's three three finger Mordecai Brown. Because like, the whiskers was he was fingers. he on the Chicago Black Sox or the Cubs or the uh... he was in the he was in the Cubs. He wouldn't have any of those rat White Sox players near Wrigley represented. Yeah. Yeah. One of the black I only, wait, I only black to... socks was eight men out, right? That's the scandal. Yeah, yeah. that's the white socks. My, my boy said the circle. <laughs> Keep reading. Yeah, Keep I only reading. I only go to bars that are named after dead ball era baseball players. <laughs> Again, thanks for tuning into the dark half. Yeah. Uh, so this, okay, I was to say this sort of like exercise of just writing your thoughts, like stream of consciousness. Have you guys mm-hmm. ever done this? Uh, many well, times. This is twist here though, because it's not his. Oh, I haven't done that, but I have. Yeah, no, I've done. I've done oh. free. I have my students do the, do uh, this a lot. Where they call it a, um, how's it called? A sprint. You ha- you have them write, and you just give. The, you kind of feed them keywords, and they can kind of take them or leave them if they want. It's. Uh, I, I think it's, some good stuff comes out. I of did it. that. I remember doing that back in the day. For yeah, sure, it's fun. Okay, so this is okay. So they're twinning, but that's always strange to me because I'm like, wait, but they don't match perfectly. So why would this sync up? Because well, the idea, right, is that he had a twin that he ate in his in the womb, yes. right? Or consumed. that's the eye. Yeah, that was the eyeball. If it absorbed consumed. it, and now it's coming out, like like his writing is what made it real. Yeah, it's right? not it quite. It's not really. It's not twinning. It's a different situation going on here. It's more of a. It's it's even more supernatural than that. Yeah, because the, in the movie Us, which I actually enjoy Us, but I have some issues with like, well, when do they sync up? When do they stop syncing? You know? Yeah. Like, like, what if you get on a What if you get on a transcontinental flight? Wait, does twin? That's major travel. issues I've got too. Well, okay, here's the issue with the HD here, right? It's it's you could tell that's not real. Yeah, you, you tell see it's the extra makeup, layers. You know? Yeah, I bet, and I bet back in the day it was not an issue. Yeah. 
If you were to show this, it would not look like it wouldn't look. Although that you know what though, once the blood starts seeping out, it doesn't. That's quite good, bother though. me. You know, it's like I okay, I, I respect kind of, the. It reminds me of like the pet cemetery effect at the end when uh, the eye is leaking. Ugh, yeah, the ugh, so ugh, God, man, that looks. That always reminds me of like a Fulci movie. Like it's so caked on. Yeah. Just the, the. Do they have? Are there maggots yeah. in her eyes? I don't think there are, but I feel like the I movie think it's just, me that there are. Yeah, I think it's just what she she got stabbed in her eye, you know. I Although I still wait, I love that movie. I adore that movie. I still wish it cut off before she grabs the knife. Where I, I wish it just cut off with her saying "darling" and then that's it. Yeah, like the book. I still like love the it. More melancholy ending, ending rather than mm-hmm. the because don't you hear Lewis scream? Also, it's just like it's taking the gesture. Yeah, with yeah. yeah. This cut and paste him screaming when Gage dies. Yeah, great movie though. Yeah, the, no. <laughs> yeah, really good movie. Very good. Yeah, excellent. Well, well, top, good. top, uh, maybe top five King adaptation for me. It's definitely in my top 10. One of my yeah. most disturbing films I've watched in childhood. So it's still, when I rewatch, I still get goosebumps. Uh, it's free. Definitely. I think maybe the scariest King adaptation for me. I'm trying to think if anything tops it. Scary. I think the shining scarier than pet cemetery. Yeah. Shining's pretty scary. The, I, yeah, it probably is scarier. Even like, like Carrie is, is scarier to but, me than, but psychologically. Yeah. Yeah. Pet I think cemetery it's just really, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's, it brings me back to like if you cut to me, it would be a little boy under blankets watching Pet Cemetery. Yeah, it's like gruesome. Like yeah, now you know what, man. That Zelda stuff that scares me more than yeah, anything. I know you guys see me as a big, strong man, but <laughs> you're really surprised. Like a hut. Yeah. Would you suggest? Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> yes, it really surprised me how scary you are. <laughs> High tone, son of a bitch. High tone. Yeah, I, I, I do. Everybody love that. bemoans Stephen King adaptations. There are. I would say there's over two dozen good Stephen King movies or shows. Yeah. Well, when did, because we have to think. It's a college industry. Because it was a running joke for a while, though, that there were no good ones. But I'm I'm trying to think, even by the time we hit like this, this is pretty good. We had Misery by this point. The Dead Zone, Pet Cemetery, Carrie, Cujo, The Shining. I mean, Christine, those are, yeah, I mean, you're getting, stand by me. I think there there was like a weird, if it wasn't, a Frank Darabont movie in the nineties though. I feel like for a period there, it was straight to video stuff, you know? Yeah, great. that's true. Well, and I, I do think Darabont the bad TV stuff was coming out around the two that was not living up to the earlier stuff. Yeah. There was like some Lang. Yeah. I mean, yeah. For every one of those, there's like a Langoliers or a uh, Mangler or something or uh, even, I, although I don't think the movie's that bad, but, uh, sometimes they come back. Um, sometimes they come back again, et cetera, et cetera. They did mention Stephen King posted a pro Ukrainian image and they referred to like the russians as langoliers yeah, the ukrainian <laughs> official ukrainian twitter page we won't let the langoliers get us or something like that i was like holy it's kind of weird like, to think how i mean not that we haven't ever seen this kind of war before i mean i haven't seen this kind of war in europe i guess in our lifetime but it is funny how social media uh, balkans <laughs> yeah well, that's like eh, i guess that's, that's balkans are, we, we, we were pretty young that's, then right uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I guess yeah, that, I know you're right. Yeah, but it's either like way, I studied in undergrad. Yeah, it's like it was really bad, but but um, but I, I guess I'm saying is like with the social media element has made this feel so like obviously what's going on in Ukraine is horrible, but it feels like very surreal. Like seeing like oh, like Stephen King reference, I, I don't know, that's like very strange to me. But yeah, it's the way that like I feel like when CNN was covering like Desert Storm and it was like the first time you know cable news watches a war. But this yeah. is one of the first ones we're watching with social media, so it's a new sensation. Or 
Yeah, like again, this is the dark half. Well, the good thing about social media, though, is everything is more responsible and yeah, thank God. The estimation of of truth is coming out. If if you had to pick between the Balkans and the and the today's war, who would be Thad and who would be George? (laughs) Um, oh, geez. I mean, you gotta have Tito, who's Yugoslavian dictator. Uh, <laughs> the power rankings of all, of all people. How scary do you think his character is in this? The dark version, the Stark, the Stark version. Oh, it fluctuates. Creepy. I think by the time. I mean, this is pretty. Listen, I'm talking about by the time we're getting too much light. I need them in the shadows yeah. and like the weird light. But this I is think- also my problem with the book and 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 Pennywise and a number of other king villains. It's when the audience knows that the villain is falling apart. It, it, it dilutes the, like I said, there's not as much tension. Yeah. Even if the, the main character doesn't know, it all matters is that we know that they're going to fall apart and they're probably going to die off somehow. I there's do like the threat. Like I like it. I, I, I would do. prefer to be in the uh, the protagonist's point of view where he still thinks he's he's just a strong threat. You know. I do like how this leads to him putting the sunglasses and the bandages on and everything i mean i should say i know this is we keep talking about this but it really does fall back on the lighting for me it's not the performance it's not even the prosthetics it's yeah i think it's just the kind too of bright. yeah too yeah and i like daylight horror but yeah it's I, I think he's just a villain that's served better by the shadows like if they kept it more in shadows and then the really time the first time we really really see his face is when and the, the thing is i think sunglasses. if he was a if he was like his real twin you can do whatever you want because it's a real person but i think you kind of doesn't look as, as supernatural too when he's just kind of hanging out, you know? No, it's twins. It <laughs> just is Banger. I always say Bangor, but I think it is Banger. You know, I used to say it too, but somebody pr- told me it's actually Bangor or something like that. They said like we were pronouncing it wrong. Or maybe, maybe it was the other way around Maine- and I'm just misremembering. Maybe they think they're saying Bangor, but it comes out like Bangor because of the accent. I'm not sure. I I don't think it's Bangor because I think I was saying Bangor for years. Like they would, drop, was... the, they would drop the R almost because of New England. They'd be like, it's Bangor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we have many main listeners? I wonder. I mean, hopefully we have one main listener if you know who I'm talking about. Psyching. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think he mostly resides in Florida at this point. Sarasota, my birthplace. Oh, wow. I used to intern there mm-hmm. at your birthplace in Sarasota. Oh, okay. No, it, yeah. When um, Shizmar was on, he talked about flying to Florida to hang out with King. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I would love to do that. Spend the winter with the Stephen King estate. Pretty sweet. Ride, ride a hog. I mean, they probably do ride. Motor, probably I'm sure do. He loves cruising. I would love to do that, and then just have on the background, don't you like riding with the king? <laughs> the song is it a BB King, Eric Clapton album? Yeah, <laughs> you're riding with. Don't the you king. know you're riding with the king? <laughs> I'm not. I motorcycles kind of freak me out. I, I wouldn't be good at it. I, I'm just blown away by people. Because I think to myself, if you just slightly go to the left a little bit you're dead like i don't understand how that works <laughs> i just don't get it it's a i can see the appeal i'm not a big motor guy but like i ride my bike at night in chicago and it's you can definitely get a rush from traffic i mean yeah i guess i'm kind of a hypocrite because i i'm not in new york so much but yeah chicago and, and austin i definitely rode my bike at night a lot which is probably dangerous 
I feel like a motorcycle is probably more dangerous though, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously. <laughs> yeah, faster <laughs> in your traffic. So. Unless you unless you're able to go like 90 miles an hour on your bicycle. But I, I'd say hey, you got interested in competitions, Captain. Like I'm like showing her, off with that fucking cell like, phone again. I like her sweater a lot in this. I would actually wear that. Hmm. It's interesting because the police uniforms haven't changed a ton, but like some of the other fashions look a little dated in this the very 90s. You were a big fan of the Dark Half Collection. The Dark Half Collection at Bell's. Oh, look at these freaking dolls. Ugh, I don't like those. Typical English college professor office. She's, she's still holding the pipe. Typical professor. It's weird because I'm reading Haunting of Hill House for the first time. Mm. Uh, it's taking me this long. Are you going to rewatch uh, The Haunting afterwards? I think, you know what it is? I was thinking about this today. There are so many times where I've watched these classic movies that are based on classic books. And it's hard for me to really get into, if I've seen the adaptation first, it's hard for me to really get into the, the book it's based on, especially if it's, especially if the adaptation is great. You know what I mean? Because I'm just constantly saying, okay, well, I guess in 30 pages, this is probably going to happen. And this is going to happen in 70 pages. But um, obviously it's, it's great so far. I'm about a quarter of the way through it, but uh, you're like, I just can't get Owen Wilson out of my head. <laughs> I just hope at the very end, somebody says it's confetti. <laughs> like Flanagan's uh, Hill House Netflix adaptation. I need, I need to watch that still. Uh, you know, like like all Flanagan series, it's about cut by two or three episodes. And you <laughs> yeah. I mean, thing. like I say, I, I really Midnight Master really stuck the landing for me. I really enjoyed it by the end of it. I mean, the thing is, I feel like it's all there already. You know, like like I think that's why those monologues get my nerves. Is I'm like, dude, we don't, we just don't need it. You know, I mean, you could, you could, I think you could literally just like cut, excise them, and it would be even better but hey whatever he's doing it's working for him god bless we wish him all the best man this really makes me want to smoke a pipe pipes smell great in my opinion yeah they smell better than they taste yeah they taste like ass (laughs) (laughs) i just smoke one and uh Production of Amadeus. Um, I had to smoke one on stage. Yeah, and, uh, I, I, yeah. That's cool. I went out with a birthday party celebration. So smoking some cigarettes while partying. And afterwards, I'm like, Ugh, it's too much. Oh, yeah. yeah I got, I thought... in, my, in my overall rankings, I've got Romero 68. And I've of got Mike directors. Flanagan. You have directors. And I got Mike Flanagan at 134. Not bad. 134 but do you, does he low though yeah does he does he have anything you hate or is it more like it just doesn't have like any real masterpieces i guess in my opinion yeah um so yeah i thought <laughs> no this like, is a list of, like, this uh, is a list hush? of people who have made yeah i like hush a lot man who have made at least one good movie and i've seen at least five of them so that's that's pretty good one of, of, i've seen thousands of movies that's pretty good to be 134 <laughs> you know i i'm not joking justin when you said the rent when you said okay my ranking i thought you were gonna go I like pipes, then cigars, then cigarettes. <laughs> I thought you were gonna rank smoking too. Yeah, it was like no. I like, I like a good black and mild snuff. Um, Swisher sweet. <laughs> and then there was a definitely a time I feel like in college, for some reason we were like to smoke. Where black and mild is less expensive than regular cigarettes. Yeah, yeah you get them for like a buck. Yeah, yeah, that's probably so. why we we're buying black and milds. But uh, 
half of it was like the the, the filter i guess that's probably why it's funny because my parents when i used to get fireworks growing up they wouldn't trust me with a lighter so they would give me a cigar to light my fireworks so i had to like puff a cigar <laughs> and you were six <laughs> at the time too, which is crazy coolest kid <laughs> on the block i wish i had this pipe though but Yeah, I wish I wish pipes tasted sweeter than they do. <laughs> I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what's not sweet pipes is uh, the pipes in Ghostwatch. <laughs> wait, what's, wait. I have you ever seen Ghostwatch? No, I've not seen Ghostwatch. Uh, we, oh, we, we watched you it for uh, seen Ghostwatch. the uh, music box of horrors this year. We watched that. I'm not sure how it plays in the big screen, but man, on it was on good. TV, it's screen. really it was really good in the theater because you know Caffrey, that, that wait, so it was like actually actually scary wait ghost watch the like it's, the... it's basically it's a mockumentary that was on the bbc in like 1990 it was made to look like an actual news broadcast and it's about haunted house investigation that's all i'll say it's really good if you watch it late by yourself at home it's it'll creep you out i promise you i can't believe you've even seen that of all the people yeah i don't know much yeah is it scary you know i'll tell you what let's stop the let's stop the commentary <laughs> you go watch yeah. that and we'll get back later on I'm gonna go watch really the creepy down. In fall, oh, it's gonna be hard to find. Uh, you know, Flieger, you're always good at finding that stuff uh, hey, legally. Hey, so if you want to send it up to Caffrey, you know, FBI might. Yeah, Flieger is really good. Legally. I said legally. <laughs> Pirating. No, I'm no. <laughs> he, let me hey. give you his address. He pirates straight from Japan. So um, <laughs> pirates life for me. Yeah. Yo ho, yo ho. Because his name is his name is Jolly Roger sixty nine on the, the Pirate Bay. Thaddeus. I do like how they make Thad and George start to look more and more like each other. I think that's a yeah, nice touch. Yeah. Like Thad's looking a little jacked up right now. I like those sparrows in her glasses there. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Touch do you think that was animation or uh, how'd they do that? Uh, I, they had to have been, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Those are some smart birds. <laughs> hey, there's, there's that John coach Gruden. again, right? <laughs> yeah. John Gruden. That would make John Gruden. 65 I mean, he's probably actually about probably that. is he's around that. checking out I yeah, think he's he probably a, an offense an offensive coordinator around that time so yeah checks out Ooh, get intense <laughs> sure <laughs> all right well uh now what sweet bug bro i'll say right now as the tall person uh bugs no thanks <laughs> am i right what do you say? Bugs? Yeah, a Volkswagen bug. This guy's driving. I couldn't. It's, it's oh, so that kind of Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. in the back seat. <laughs> I've ridden. Yeah, no, I've had ever in a Volkswagen bug at some point. Wait, wait, we should. Where did they film this? Is this in Maine? I think this was North Carolina or something like that. That sounds right. It looks. Let's see. Dark half filming location. You know, let's push pause. Let's do the episode that one of. Is this? Uh, if you go to the Charlotte Airport, do they have the poster of this here? As, they uh, do. Hey, oh, no, got... duh, Pittsburgh, of course. Oh well, yeah. what the fuck are we talking? Of course, yeah, we're fucking idiots. Sorry. Sorry. Like he was everyone. just flying all his Pittsburgh friends out to North Carolina. I I know George <laughs> Romero from Pittsburgh. All right. That's what we get for talking about. Uh oh. That's cool. Well, you looking in bad shape there, bud. <laughs> This is like, I don't need this dialogue here. Just have him looking at the fire. You know, let's move it along. Oh, it's weird. Apparently, Alex Ross Perry is set to write and direct a new adaptation. And I would be 100% in favor of that. I would too. But it's like I say to all these adaptations, I will believe it once they're when I see it. in production. Yeah. That's uh, like how many canceled King adaptations have there been? 
Not canceled, uh, even, but just more than they were made. I'll put yeah. it like from a Buick 8, it was supposed to be made several yeah. times. Maybe that's still in production. That's possible. Yeah. Uh, Chis- you know we asked Chismar about it. They he said it. at least his version of it wasn't. But uh, yeah, I would say I love that. I can't believe we didn't know that was in Pittsburgh. It's George Romero. Oh, my I feel God. Like we're, yeah, no, we're idiots. I probably drove all over those places when I visited a few years ago, too. Oh, that's right, because he went to the Monroeville. Such a, such a fucking moron. <laughs> oh, I thought, idiot. Gonna, I, I thought you were going to say, oh, it's such a fucking dumb fuck. Like, Jesus, Joseph. Oh, no, 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 I love Pittsburgh. Actually. I hear Pittsburgh's I really, really nice, yeah. You know what it's like? It's, it's amazing. It's a beautiful downtown area. They've got that awesome, like, just not to pardon the pun, stark yellow bridge. Yeah. Um, that goes across the rivers there and the river there. And it's, it, but you can walk downtown in the day. You know, it's not like it's walking Chicago, but there's no uh, zombies or. <laughs> well, no, there were zombies. That's why they, they, it's so short because everybody's dead around the downtown area. I lived closer to, because I lived in Pennsylvania a couple of years when I was younger, but uh, we were closer to Harrisburg than Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I have, although I think I'm, I'm pretty right. sure I've been there. At one was point. it named after Julie Harris, who plays Reggie in this movie? It was actually named after Ed Harris, uh, who was in oh, another yeah, Pittsburgh yeah. native. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> isn't Ed Harris from like Ohio or something or Indiana? I feel like he's. Let's see, he's he from. Seems uh, like a Pennsylvania Steel fan. Hey, doesn't he's, he? he's New Jersey man, Englewood, not too far from here. Long Beach, Englewood. <laughs> yeah, Englewood always up to no good. Pasadena, yeah, though, yeah. where you at? Antenna fly. Yeah. What came first, Englewood, California, Englewood, uh, Jersey? Well, I think Engle- probably Jersey because it was settled first. Oh, wait, is that yeah. spelled E and not I? It's an E, yeah. And Englewood's in, in New Jersey is an E. Yeah, fuck yeah. There's probably an Englewood in every <laughs> state. <Yeah>. 1859 <laughs> was Englewood, New Jersey. Well, you know what really freaks me out? No offense to people listening. Miami, Ohio. What? Yeah, I agree. Come on, get out of here. That's where uh, we have friends, friends who went to school there. And, uh, we sure Rob- do. I, some, some dear friends of mine dear went friends, to school yeah. there. And I say to myself, what's it like going to a fictional city? <laughs> I, I'm like, did you really go to some other college or what's going on here? Is your friend uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Justin? Well, he went to Miami of Ohio? Yeah. It, it's funny because he ended up playing for Pittsburgh. Sorry, Kaffer, you're out of this conversation. Yeah, Sorry, I, yeah, yeah my sports knowledge does not well, extend that Well, I was that Ben far. Roethlisberger is uh, treacherous as some of the acts of George Stark in this I didn't. I love the way you z- zing the Super Bowl with sports ball. That was so clever. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, hate, uh, I hate that. Uh, I hate that too. Justin, Justin loves that, right? When people, I love when people go online and are ignorant about things. And I love bragging yeah, about it. That, it. I think Justin and I were just having this conversation, but I think there's being proud of ignorance is a big turnoff yeah. for me. Or like, like, if I don't you, know, like, it's also like if you if you don't like something or you don't want to watch it, that's totally fine. Don't, you don't have don't to make I, that. Don't like yuck someone's yum. Yeah, agree. like I don't, I'm not a, I don't, well, you know, I, I shouldn't say I, I like watching the Super Bowl when I'm around friends. I didn't watch it this year, but like I was on Twitter like, oh, fucking Super Bowl again. <laughs> oh, I mean, the only time I've ever done that. No, I mean, I'm sure I've done, we're all hypocrites here at the end of the day. But <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah, let's be honest, Justin. <laughs> like I'll punch up at things. You know, I'll be happy yeah. to punch up at things, but I'm not really into punching. I only them. laugh at humor that punches up. There is an article. I'm no Jim. I'm no Jim Brewer. But... <laughs> okay. Oh, here's the sparrows. Those are real sparrows, by the way. There was. A... Yeah, I got the official count. Jim Brewer went to my parents' high school, by the way. So, so he was shot. You should talk and more Buscemi, about that. Yeah. Talk more about Buscemi and Fred and Armisen. Wow. For some reason, multiple. Where do they go? Miami, members. Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, high school. No, I. Uh, there was a an EV Club article, probably like a decade ago at this point, that was. No, it was nobody cares that you don't care about sports. And I, I thought that was a, a good way to put it, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like our friend Rand- Randall loves 
like loves wrestling. I just never got into wrestling, but I'm not going to go online and say, well, it looks like people are wrestling oh, again. Fake, like, fake fucking wrestling. <laughs> what is this? The Royal up. Crumble? Yeah. Real, no joke. <laughs> I'll look them in an underwear. If I was like, okay, yeah, great, great uh, takes. We love uh, the takes, you know? The twins are Wrestle, so cute in this. Wrestlemania? Yeah, I know. The, yeah, the uh, Beaumont and Stark are pretty cute. <laughs> Hulk Hogan? What? <laughs> we could do a, a whole commentary on just Hogan. I feel like a pig brother. <laughs> you know, I, just, I made a really uh, cruel joke about Jim Brewer w- wishing something had happened to him when he was in high school. I have to really like, take that back. It's possible we were all talking at the same time, so it doesn't matter. But I didn't, really I didn't notice take it. that comment back. He's listening. He's like, yeah, I don't know I, why I, I hope guys. I'm happy that he's he's with us all these years later. Hey. Thrilled. He's living his best life. Hey, when people say that, but um, hey, look, this, my this best is pretty good effect like, here for it's on the lottery every day. That's my best life. That's a buy double, I guess, but like that's pretty good buy yeah, double. That's I good, yeah. Believe that that's. I feel uh, like they had the split screen technology down pretty well by this point. Uh, can you imagine pointing it from them though? So, like, can you imagine pointing a gun at a baby and like the parents on set when it's like we're gonna point this firearm? Don't worry, it's not loaded. There's gonna be a lot of like playing around with the kids. Do you think he's cheating on the angle? I feel like he's maybe holding. It. I mean, it's still scary, right? It's I don't think gun. care at all. I think nowadays we wouldn't. Well, what's really strange? I did some research. That gun was fully loaded, yeah. and the safety was not on. So, George Romero is like, no, like, it needs to be real. No, Tim. This is how we do it in Pittsburgh. He's like, you know what cinema verte is? <laughs> this is how we do. I know you're from Miami of Ohio, but this is how we do things in real life. Pittsburgh. I noticed that we. I think this might be from Mike, but every time we do the voice of a director it always becomes a david lynch voice no matter what yeah even yeah. i think it's because whenever we do steaming king it's like that too it's like tabby yeah. like, like, well you know what it is because think about like lynch and romero they're all from like that pennsylvania new jersey-ish area aren't they though no lynch is like from the pacific northwest isn't he oh is he really no I think he so. was i think he was from I think he's Utah Coast, man. originally I he's think he born no, in Utah. Here, let me see let me see he's from uh he Montana, so yeah, that's I was a little closer on the geography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh, Montana is kind of near the Pacific Northwest, right? <laughs> yeah, it's close. I I just watched the Art Life, the David Lynch movie. Yeah. So I was, all I know is that I was definitely dead wrong. It is funny that Lynch's voice is as nagging as it is. Like you wouldn't think that from what it's just like, ah, you know. They all sound. It's well, kind look, of like the, the family then moved when he was really young. The family moved to North Carolina. Oh, there you go. Idaho and Virginia. Yeah, it's all like working class kind of states, you know. Oh, yeah. He, uh, I no, I feel like anytime we inter- we imitate any older artist on the show, it's always they always sound like Burgess Meredith from the Batman, like doing the Penguin. I feel like that's just like, well, we're the worst so people alive because if, if it's anybody that is possibly was possibly raised outside of the United States, they always end up sounding like big burly gangsters. Uh, wait, outside, like, 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 uh, like someone from Italy, you know, De Laurentiis, like these, like, larger oh, yeah. than life, like, a... meaty cigar hands. You know, I've heard you do Dino a few times, Justin. No, I Dino comes uh, up a lot. Dino Dino's kind of more like the, a Dino uh, creation, too. I think, the, the like, like the coat, like the uh, suave. Yeah, I feel like Rothman almost, almost does him like a because the plates of cocaine, right? Like yeah, he's the, always like very big, you know, like the, the, like the charming, Bacard, you know? the charming party master, the host with the most. All right, this is no, this is definitely what we, what we call split screen in the business. Yeah, you could see. I feel like that the line between yeah, the bookcase is a little oh, wavy. Not, actually, I really like the architecture of that house. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet house. Yeah. Amy, we're gonna have you tied up here for a couple of days. 
I would uh I, I do like when actors do the split screen thing, but the best I've seen it done recently is on the show Black Monday, which is very funny. Uh Ken Marino plays the Lehman brothers. Oh wow. And so it's obviously no, he's playing himself. But there's a part where they're both getting manicures and pedicures by four women at the same time, and those women also twin. Wait, which uh I didn't know that we, we actually saw the Lehman trilogy on Broadway when we first got here. It's like this three hour epic about like the entire, it just goes from like yeah. them founding all the way to their dissolution, which, um, what era of it is it for them? Is it like a comedy? Uh, 80s. It's, it's all, it's really funny. It's like a under watch show on show. I, no, I, did, I didn't know that. It, no, they, they just, ended it. They, they ended the story. So it's Marino playing, the- playing two of the Lehman brothers. Yeah. That's really fucking funny. I got to watch that. That sounds awesome. It's like an over the top, comedy which i love like very like zany and like the physics don't make sense you know is it is it is black money referencing like the depression for when it's the uh, stock market crash yeah. in the 80s oh i thought what was was it blue monday what was the in the in the 30s what was that new order yeah <laughs> new order uh black thursday I, was in the yeah. depression era that's it man i have to watch that it sounds awesome Sorry, I'm just reading about John Gruden right now. Oh, just he's like <laughs> I Jeffrey's deep dives. He's go to all John Gruden's yeah, wait till uh, get to his playbook, and then the emails. The uh, decomposing flesh, or oh, just disgusting. That's pretty cool. Light your own cigarette. The twin. That's pretty cool. That's a you know Romero cool. showing off some of the tricks in his tool bag. You're right though. I can't see like a, it's weird. It's, it's almost like we're looking at a thinny because that bookshelf is shaking a little bit when he sat back down. I'm. I, uh, I don't know if this is a hot take, but uh, Gruden does not sound like a very nice guy. No, I think he's uh, a phony. I'm gonna get back to the movie now. <laughs> yeah, but don't, don't you feel like his out out schemes back in the mid '90s when he was like, <laughs> yeah. What do you think about his Tampa two defense? Yeah, that was pretty sweet. He really incorporated uh, when he came back to the Raiders. People were poo pooing it, but he ended up being pretty good before he was uh, fired. You know? What do you think of his hard knocks? Know who? Uh, Joe Montana is. Yes, I do. Sure do. Uh, how about Dan? Uh, you joke. Deion oh, no, I, make I, I Justin and I could do Sanders. an hour just on Joe Montana. Yeah, I could. Yeah. The John is Candy the story. Do you know what I'm talking about, Justin? And for the listeners out there in the know, they were. I, I the, think I do. The there was Super Bowl. They were down. They had like a minute on the clock. Oh yes, on their own end zone. And then Joe Montana goes, "Hey, is that John Candy in the front row?" <laughs> oh, really? Crazy. Like took the air out of the nerves of his team, and they went on to win the game. But they said it was like I, a real I, leadership moment because I he, think in another Super Bowl, you know, they've got phones on the field, and I think he wondered if he could just make an outside call, and he called his wife or something like that. I, I can't remember if that was during a, a Super Bowl or if it was a was he a regular uh, season game. But uh, there you go. Was he just like a Zen kind of player then, or? I think yeah. he was so great that it didn't really nothing really faced him. Yeah, know? he was considered the best ever until uh, TB12 came along. <laughs> Even Steve Young, in some ways. Yeah. yeah, Steve Young replaced him. Other and did a very good job as well before the card. I won uh, the 4-H contest. The speech I wrote a speech in fourth grade about Steve Young. Oh. I won for my elementary school. That's what Ted Belmont did. He wrote about John Unitas. <laughs> Pretty much the way that he's scribbling here. This is what my, that's actually what my handwriting does look like. So yeah, that's actually, pretty, I, I know what your handwriting looks like. <laughs> it's like, I know what that it looks like. I'm writing like. with my offhand with one of those like wiggle <laughs> pens that has like a vibrator in it. <laughs> the vibrating pens. Yeah. Those things like, what was the purpose of those? I, I mean, making, if like, you cool did art, it right, cool you, looking could, you could have this cool squiggly, thing, but it was hard to do. Was so, I remember like one time just to test out, I 
I turned it on and held it against my skull and it hurt like fuck. Yeah. Well, I, yeah I'll tell you, you right held now, it guys. against your skull. We know you were using it as a sex <laughs> toy. You're like, oh, my electric toothbrush broke. Well, well I made the big mistake. <laughs> I used it on my AP exam for history. Yeah. Boy, my teacher was not happy with me. I'll tell you yeah, what. I wrote my AP test in highlighter. But then did like, you tell that? You, the Civil the, War began in 1861. It was just absolute. Just, just looks awful. But did you tell the teacher then? You're like, no, I'm actually writing the real history chaos. That's what it looks like. Howard Zinn style. Yeah, chaos. <laughs> no, I think I just kept saying, no, this is how they wrote 150 years ago. They're really stupid. Yeah. Look how dumb they were. I used one of those rainbow pencils, pencils where I had like six different clicks and you could change the color. Oh, look, he's falling apart. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Right. I forgot they switched. That's what it is. Rather, they always like get switching. Those kind of pencils always got stuff like stuck in them though because they had pretty big two. I remember getting looking inside the transparent casing and gross out yeah he's getting all the brown yeah oh, it's so like, gross there's pustules yeah it's pretty nice yeah what is that it's because it's like an infection it's not blood it's yeah. like plus yeah it went down sweet sweet sorry hey did you guys know they call it joe montana uh, joe cool is his nickname the yeah, comeback kid yeah, yeah. <laughs> joe cool you, you're literally his wikipedia i love that you're right yeah, yeah i love that we're watching <laughs> the movie and going on a deep dive on nfl history <laughs> did you guys hear about the miracle no <laughs> The miracle I, did, on ice. I, I did i did know he played for the 49ers without looking it up so. now well let me ask you a question gaffrey who yeah. did he play for for his last two seasons uh i know without looking the eagles no the steelers nope uh the patriots nope. you're almost there chief uh it was new england um no nope. nope. giants i don't know no no Okay, you got twenty five more. Guesses. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't name. I can't name every football team. It's it was the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, That's why I said oh, Chief. He uh, gave you the hint. I, I thought he was just saying to stick it, stay in the Northeast. You thought I was condescending. I was actually throwing you a life. Oh, we should also but... mention this to the Patreon listeners. If you had that, we we would be talking about nineteen eighties NFL during the climax of the dark half. Uh, you won. Congratulations! You won the prize. Real you talk. It's it for you, for you football heads. Uh, yeah. What football player? This is um, this is a serious question. If you had to pick a football player to play both of these roles, who would be the best at it? Do you think? Well, OJ Simpson does have some acting credits. Oh, what a ball shot! He does have a. Uh, he does have a dark naked half. Gandhi's great. <laughs> he has a dark half. He does have a dark half. But for I mean, I he, I'm look. I think he's very funny. Naked gun. I saw the music box and I, I felt bad laughing. I but I'm still like, think it's funny. And, I know. Um, I mean, I'm one of those people that I'm, I'm grateful to. I'm look. I'm very. As somebody who loves movies, I am very grateful to be able to still enjoy things that awful people do. Here's the thing. You know what I mean, if I was watching him in some gritty crime drama, like where murder was. I mean, I know there's murders in Naked Gun, but his his role in Naked Gun is just so slapstick. I think it's easy to yeah. divorce it from any kind of reality. But for real though, who who would you, other than O.J. Simpson, who do you think could do this? Uh, Rob Gronkowski. Actually, the uh, hey, I know that is that's his own choice. That's not by choice, though. I mean, his brain's so destroyed at this point. Yeah. Um. So then, what's how would you frame this question? Like the personality of the player, or like, hey, are they good actors? The uh, the Pouncy twins are twins that play in the NFL, so we could just cast them. Oh, there you go. Here's my thing. Was it Marcellus Bennett and his brother too? Weren't they? uh, Were they twins or his brothers? I think there's brothers anyway. So I, what's your what's your framing of the question? Did, well, here, here, what I'm getting at really is I think, you know, I don't know a lot about sports, but I've seen a lot of athletes act in movies. I think that basketball players tend to be way better actors than football players do. 
Yeah, I but also I think you're probably right. It goes to the sport, right? There's only yeah, you don't have a helmet, so you're kind of an individual, and you can have a ego and a presence where your personality your, shines. Yeah, and you're one of 22 players on the field, right? So it's harder to shine. Yeah, that's true. That's you know, players Burt Reynolds seem to played be, football. Uh, Burt Reynolds played football. He did, yeah, not professionally, but at, um, at Florida State, I think he did. Oh no, the baby with the how he launched it. I like that little bit there, though. He's going for the violence. Like, ooh, what's this future going to hold for this little baby? I wish the baby. We can spoil the, the Tad Beaumont thing, right? Because of where we are in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dark Half at this point is several years old. And because they reveal his fate in Insomnia, is it? No, they reveal his fate in Bag of Bones. Uh, Bag actually. of Bones, yeah. Yeah, and so we're past that. So we can, although people Wait, might be listening to the South Order. So in Bag of Bones, they they yeah, talk about the what happened beginning. to him after this. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's we won't happy. spoil it. Maybe we won't spoil it. Maybe we won't spoil it. No, I was on that episode. I didn't make that connection. Yeah, yeah read Bag of Bones, uh, everyone. Yeah, it's, it's uh, it actually kind of makes the story a little, a little better in some ways. How disturbing some of that stuff is, I guess. Yeah, there's actually there's some good King's Dominion in Bag of Bones. Yeah, I think Ralph Roberts himself tells the story, doesn't he? To, uh, to yeah, at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, I don't. It's not my favorite King, but um, there is some good. I mean, you guys had a great episode on that. There's there's some good stuff in Bag of Bones, but yeah. Not, I can't remember here. the first, the beginning being I, stronger than the story. I ended up in. liking it a lot more on this reread. reread yeah, but... it takes a while to get going. Is the it, it, yeah, it's I like think, I think because we spend, especially like I've been lucky that the past couple of months, like I'll do a book movie of the same thing and get really mm. deep dive. So for a month, I'm doing nothing but thinking of that story. Mm. Yeah, it, like I just did it with Hearts in Atlantis, and like it really makes you come to appreciate it. Yeah, I love it. It's like why this. we love doing what we do. That's what we do. That's why. You, that's why you get the iconic, <laughs> the iconic losers. You club want sports podcast. talk. You want. I mean, we've been researching Joe Montana for a month, getting ready for this episode. Yeah. People are going to hear this and say it was just one of those classic losers club moments when they <laughs> talked when about Dan uh, made the mistake of asking if we knew Joe Montana was. <laughs> and the tombstone said, "Not a very nice I? guy." That's why I was like. That's what Ooh. I want on my tombstone. Is I like these little sparrow yeah. puppets they have. Freaky. Yeah, this this sequence is pretty. The lighting's good here. Well, like I said, good yeah, the lighting. Is the, awesome. Know what the issue is? I think, and I want to say I still like this movie, but I think because the rest of the movie they're going from place to place to place. We're getting to see Stark do his thing, and then the finale just kind of plants it's thirty you in minutes house in the same room for it's so long. Yeah. yeah, and it's cut it down. Cut it down. Oh, right. Like the stuff with the wife escaping. For, you know what it is. Yeah. This isn't one of those movies you hear about years later where it's like it's 80 minutes because yeah. they cut out 40 minutes. Like maybe, well, maybe in this case they should cut out. Yeah. God, the baby. So that uh, just the stunts were weird with it. You have like the I love, blasting look at this lighting to a child. Here. It is so good though. It's, yeah. It's, it's good. It reminds me of like the end of a vampire movie, how yeah. the lights come in. Yeah. They always like shoot. From what I remember, this is pretty sunlight. well done from what I remember. That's pretty good. Yeah. It still oh, looks good. That's so, that's the, so did they dump, was that a ceiling that they dumped birds from and made it look like a wall? I bet you're right. Yeah, I yeah. feel like that's probably how they did it. Because I don't even think the birds they dumped in are moving or anything. No, they're just literally gravity pulling them. Yeah. <laughs> but that right there, I, I think is birds. I don't know. I think some of that's just Matt and uh, other stuff going on. Effects. No, that's that's pure Rooker. I want to see. Yeah, I want to see Rooker at a convention. Be like, oh yeah, man, all those fucking sparrows came in behind me. It was he seems like one of the guys that would be really fun to hang out with. Like, yeah. I, I I was at a uh, I did cover Wizard World I think for my old job uh, probably six or seven years ago, and you know you go to that room where everyone's like charging for autographs and shit and like Rooker's line was just 
out the door. It was crazy. I, I didn't. Oh, I think. Yeah, I think Walking Dead kind of. Yeah, I think he just had Guardians then, of the Galaxy too. Yeah. Also, and so yeah, he just. Uh, Oof. Oh, the babies really are like non-plus. That's really like, gross. Actually, this is good. Yeah. Oh. I mean, Romero. This feels very like Hellraiser to me. Like this feels like the chain yeah. sequence. Oh, Frank. Ooh. You know what really works oh. about this too, though, is that so much of it's being blocked out by the birds flying around. That makes yeah. it look that much more realistic, you know? Do you guys remember? They don't really do this in movies anymore, but when they would, you know, show behind the scenes footage of a movie getting made on Entertainment Tonight, but it would be like them filming, the cameraman filming, you know what I mean? And it always looked yeah, like and action. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And just because, you know, it's the, and so I imagine if they were filming that, like if we were seeing that, that shot from the Entertainment Tonight, view it would look really corny and stupid yeah that's the magic Ooh. of cinema like we're back with the here. dark half behind the scenes with Did John coming Tash up later the... zendaya and next we take you to pittsburgh <laughs> zendaya. oh didn't uh, Joe montana's Tash... back Ooh, in yeah. the fold that's did good Tesh write that uh write that theme oh, too gosh he did he did right and he, he also wrote the greatest sports music of all time he wrote the nba and nbc theme. that was yeah. the, uh we had a great bit going right when the podcast first started where i would dro- i would drop that into the episodes remember i do and then yeah. now we had to take it out <laughs> we want john tesh to sue us let's just say he's the type of person that would probably do that and that's all he, we'll he's actually yeah, I, john i don't know a lot of his music but he's a conan he always is like a fun guest like willing to poke fun at. he's like huge too john tesh is like six foot six. Oh, is he really he's a, mon- he's a monster he's right? very rich just from like th- the syndication <laughs> of his music I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure Brian Wilson has randomly praised John Tesh. Like he's a great piano player. Yeah, I could see that. But Tesh is good at making like uh, what do you call just like little hooks for TV shows and stuff. Jingles, sports. Oh, the babies! It reminds me of like the kids from uh, Full House. Yeah, it looks like it looks like Oscar from Ghostbusters too. Oh yeah, does that? Maybe maybe that is the baby. It would be a lot of those. I don't think because they would film them as twins usually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they would use twins to play the same part to. Because of child labor laws, yeah. which is crazy to actually put twins on film because it's double. Well, the... these were quadruplets. I read. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. That's cool. I like that. So it's Henry Hank Dusseldorf from Deutschendorf from Ghostbusters Two. That's his name, Henry Hank. Yeah, it's kind of a no, uh... twins. Wait, is it right, Henry? Well, is it Henry? Uh, quotes Hank because Hank is short. Yeah, for Hank Henry. is the nickname. Okay, I thought it was like his his first name was Henry, his middle name was Hank, and I was like, that's really stupid. That'd be redundant. Yeah. He was dumb as if like Hank Henry Dusseldorf. I like the computer generated birds and computer composite effect scenes by Video Image. What a great <laughs> business name! <laughs> the great oh, Christine Romero is a super producer. Is what do you think one. they do with their Video Image? <laughs> a lot, but what can't they do? I like that they get like top billing above the cast. Fuck yeah. I mean, that would, hey, those are some good bird effects. Okay, you want to hear something crazy? Yeah. What? So, uh, Deutschendorf from Ghostbusters <laughs> 2, guess who his uncle is? Jimmy John Hansen. Denver. Okay. No. no. No way. Wow. Hey, you no, it's not. not plan that, I swear it's to God. It's all connected, bro. Wait, are you serious? Oh, he died. He hung yeah, himself John Denver did die. 17. No, the kid oh, oh no god really oh, oh, that sucks. this is really sad wait now. it's just all bullshit <laughs> IMDb. just making shit up <laughs> what are making this up no i believe that's oh, horrible for real oh uh, apparently he was kidnapped by a ghost nanny oh you son of <laughs> no 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 it, it really was he did kill himself <laughs> no i believe that's, you that's, oh that's horrible that sucks that's really sad that's oh. really sad oh no honestly, the, was he related to, to a john denver though 
but he lives on as Vigo the Carpathian. Uh, no, <laughs> no, that that guy who played Vigo is a real monster. There's you know, a lot yeah, of there's a whole, Swedish uh, actor. Yeah, was it was Vulture real... or the Ringer? Someone did an article a few years ago. I was like, holy shit! Like he's yeah, really creepy. This is absolutely awful, and we're reading this on such a down. And now I'm reading more about one of the twins found his brother. Oh, no, that's so depressing. <laughs> God, that's oh, so depressing. That makes sense because John. De- I'm not lying. From what I remember, I think John Denver's real last name is is Duschendorf. Um, yeah, they were nephews. That's yeah, so depressing. That, uh, let me look Christ. this up. I'm pretty sure because I remember thinking that was funny. John, De- John Denver was born. Let's see. Yep. Well, anyway. Well, uh, get this. He he was born. John Denver's <laughs> real name, Henry John Duschendorf. So I guess. Um, Hank. Yeah. Yeah. This kid has. We did only one of them is still alive. Then I suppose. Or yeah, I think so. Wait, That's but was so this sad. was yeah, this the kids? Were these the kids from? Uh... No, no, I don't know if they were. Two years later, this yeah. all just came from Justin's observation. But sorry, I didn't mean to go on this tangent. Yeah, hey, cause a will, baby. A, I will say yeah. that that is absolutely crazy that they are related to John. Denver yeah, I, that. I that's just, that really ties it all together. And like really that's, related that's to wild. Him. Also, that's really strange. What if there's like tapes that leak of us like pl- plotting out the episode beforehand? Like, all right, oh, for the, tonight's tangent, right, we're gonna John really Denver, kids from Ghostbusters yeah. to jo- Joe Montana. Like, what, we're gonna I... play the we're, we'll play the constant listeners like a harp from hell. <laughs> when, they, when they start to <laughs> yeah. when they swear me into the Supreme Court, am I hearing they're gonna be like, well, what about the synchronicity of you making fun mm. of John Denver's dead nephew? Oh, we did not make fun of it to be fair, to make fun of the I did. I thought I was respectful, but. Yeah. <laughs> if, you to, the wolves. If, if you want to read about a uh, a man whose image did not match his personal like read about john denver my friends and tell now if you want to read about a man whose whose villainous character did match his personality read about the actor who played vigo the carpathian and ghostbusters too that's a true story and if, if you want to read about someone who's just a nice guy read about ernie hudson and if you want to hear nice about dude. commentary for the dark half probably check out a different podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but for for real though it's a solid horror movie it's not quite the same as watching, I don't know, like The Shining or something where you're going to have oh, no. a ton to talk. I mean, look, I mean, we did have a ton to talk about. Just didn't, a lot of a lot it had to do with where was this film shot? A lot of we were asking questions. Ourselves. If you want some special effects, go to Video Image. Yes. <laughs> if you want some good cinematography, use Color by Deluxe. I want to see what happens if I just type in Video Image. I'm just going to Spam. That sounds like a like a company that's like made to launder money or something. It's like only exists as a mailbox. Oh, this is for a video image. Yeah. Just put the checks in there. Walk away. Asshole. Video image. The dark half. I even typed in video image, the dark half, and it doesn't bring up anything. It just brings up YouTube clips. Like I guess Google wasn't around yet, but man, what a horrible. Jim's like, fine. We'll put the Orion logo there. You assholes. You saved your dumb asses. Oh man. All, All right. right. Well, so that is, that was the dark half kind of, uh, if you're still with us, uh, thank you for listening to, uh, to all of our little, little rabbit holes. We like to go down uh, our little it. thinnies. We like to enter. Yeah. Yeah. Should we, yeah, we can, I mean, I think we can rate it. We, we'd all seen it before. Flieger, what do you Yeah. Know? Oh, I've seen it before. I can, I feel, I feel confident. Yeah. Feel how many, how, how many bright, wet, oh, man, bright so I'm trying to be optimistic. Is the dark half empty or half full? Mm. Well, I'd say good. here it's leaning toward full. This movie has a lot of, good stuff there i just think it needs to be stripped down a little bit um i love the stuff with the birds <laughs> wow. i love with the baby I love the straight razor. <laughs> um i'm gonna give this three bright red pennywise cloud noses just so what about you i'm also gonna give it uh three bright red pennywise cloud noses 
I mean, the most basic thing I can say, which is absolutely the most truthful, is there are far better King adaptations and there are far worse King adaptations. This is definitely, you could even argue this is, you know, for another uh, sports analogy, this is kind of like the Mendoza line for Stephen King adaptations. You know, I, um, can I this is like that's 200. You know what I mean? Can I tell you something? I do know what the Mendoza line refers oh. to because there's an Austin band that was called the Mendoza line that played with Ockerville River, who did a song for Peach Dragon, which we already talked about. So I do know how, I mean, I don't know the exact specifics of it, but I do know how it's like a- But you know what, Dan, I heard, I heard that band, I heard that band was only okay. Uh, They're pretty good. They're all right. No, that they're was not... a joke about them being the Mendoza line. Yeah. Oh, God. I got you. See, uh, I, I, I didn't know the specifics of the Mendoza. I know it's like a baseball. See, the, the line I like is the Luis Mendoza from Mighty Ducks, his line in hockey. Oh, oh God. Yeah. He can't, anyway, he sorry. can't, uh, he can't break. Uh, until until he has to. Yeah. So looks up skirts and breaks the fourth wall in the movie, but he does yeah. do hubba hubba in the third film. Which we have. Well, who who wrote that article? Me, you, and Randall, Justin, or was Fleeger on, uh, on COS? We yes, it was breaking about, the fourth wall. I remember that. That was a lot we, of fun. I think we had we created a gif of Luis Mendoza doing what Fleeger just said. Anyway, we interrupted you. So no, I, could I think it was pretty much. I, 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 yeah. I voiced my uh, my complaints throughout the film. You could actually say there's a a dark half, and then there's a subpar half you know and i think it balances out to that three out of five you could i'm sure there's a better adaptation out there that could be made and honestly i don't think the book is that great either so i mean i i, I would not be adverse <laughs> to there being a, a remake or another adaptation i, I know why that sounds like just like such as sticking it to you though like, well, because you know, so many times i bemoan remakes and new adaptations but i'm like you know what this is material i think that could be bettered you know this could yeah. be you know bettered upon so no problem I, Justin, you, you, I, you, I won't I won't be trolling anybody for for remaking the dark half on Twitter. I'll put it that way. What would you rank them in terms of the book, the movie and the video game? Well, the video game, it's right up there with The Last of Us from what I've heard. I haven't played The Last of Us in my life. I just heard of it. Um, so it's probably like number eh, 37 of all time. There uh, I you know what? It, it's funny you bring that up Fleer, because i almost respect the audacity of the video game like the, the video game goes hard in terms of just really trying to stick to its source material so I, in a weird way i would vote that maybe higher or rank that maybe a little bit higher um i'm gonna go with three and a half bright red pennywise clown noses almost where you guys are because i do think that ending drags a little bit but it has a hell of a finale and even though i i wish george stark was left in the shadows a little bit more that front half the full half of the dark half it really does move along. And it, I mean, it has like four kind of knockout sequences. So I, I guess give, give it some points for that. I do agree with what you're saying though, in terms of whether it's better or worse than the book, they're probably right on par with each other. And it, we talked about Flanagan, right? Like I don't like Dr. Sleep, the book. I like the movie because I feel like he elevates the source material. I don't love the movie. That's not Flanagan's fault. That's just because I don't love that story. There's but like, so much you can do in my exactly. Yeah. Material. But he, yeah. but you can tell it was personal to him. And I felt like he added, he expanded it. He, he elevated it so that it like transcended the source material. I don't think this adaptation does that, but it is a fun watch, especially when you're with your bros going to talk about sports. Am I right? That's what it's all about talking about oh, yeah, sports, yeah, watching bro. dark half. So what it, what is that? Talk about the twins. The twins. Dan, that's an average of three point one seven. Was it sparrows out of five? What was it? Or no, it was bright red pennywise Come on, what are we talking about here? No, yeah. no, absolutely bright red pennywise clown noses. So yeah, three point one seven out of five. Bright so we'll call it a three. Clown I think calling it three is uh is the fair thing to do. It's, you know what? It's a recommendation from the three people on this podcast. The three amigos for tonight. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, I I'm I'm Quavo. <laughs> Justin's I'll uh, be um, John Migos. <laughs> Oddly, me and Justin had a 
in-depth conversation of Migos this weekend. So, oh, really? Justin just loves Migos. Coming full circle. Yeah, Justin no, loves love, trap music. Yeah. Love trap music. <laughs> Gaza wheel. All right, well, uh, listeners, console <laughs> listeners, thank you for tuning in as always for another iconic, renowned, beloved, generation-defining. What do you say? Focused, very focused. focused commentary. Um, I guess we'll just give our old sign off. Anything we want to plug or say before we uh, we call we call it a night. Uh, Dan, I think the sparrows are, are flying again. Oh, they're flying. Oh, we we got to go before George Stark finds me and cuts off my peepee and puts it in my mouth. <laughs> um, I don't know why I wanted to end on that. Okay, so let's sign off with a long days, long days, and, and pleasant, pleasant night. This is the end of our show, for now. We hope you enjoyed this production. If you like our programming, consider searching for other bloody disgusting podcasts, such as Creepy, Horror Queers, The Boo Crew, SCP Archives, Nightlight, Margaret's Garden, and more. <laughs>